Today is Monday, September 4th, 2023, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Happy Labor Day. So today, we uh, meet a new Christian who's learning and trying to get their hands on a Bible uh, so they can learn about Christianity and Jesus, and they are in China somewhere, and it is not the easiest thing in the world for them to, to be a Christian in China. So we, we give them some advice on what they should do, kind of a quick overview of Christianity, and wish them the best of luck. Um, so prayers for Christians in China and every other persecuted place in the world. So then we get like a million questions from some Muslim guys. Um, you know, nothing earth shattering there. Uh, you know, how do you read your God? You worship three gods? Oh, well, Trinity is Mary. So, you know, fun stuff. Then uh, based on the heels of that, we decide to start uh, taking pre-orders and getting funding to open a, an Ask a Christian raccoonery. Um, we decide that that's a pet the world um, neglects and overlooks, and we need to uh, bring that into the world. So if you'd like to help in the domestication of raccoons, I'm actually not even not even joking. I'm totally serious. If someone will help me fund this, I will do this. Uh, apparently, I, li- I live in one of like 20 states where it's totally fine and legal to have a raccoon as a pet. <laughs> so you give me the money, I will do this. I will take the mantle of domesticating raccoons and starting a raccoonery. So... Uh, you have my pledge. All I need is funding. Um, and prayers for the amount of times I get bitten in rabies shots. Anyway, so then uh, if someone unfortunately takes their own life uh, and commits suicide, is that a one-way ticket to hell or is it not? Longly debated, but let's let's talk about this. And uh, then, you know, I would think on one hand I should learn. On the other hand, it gets people in the room. So on one hand, I used to have this you know, the Ask a Christian logo, and that's all I, all I ever had. I never changed my pro- profile picture in, like, forever. Um, until, like, a few months ago, I decided, you know, let's mix it up a little bit. So let me go ahead and, you know, I, I peruse Facebook in the morning, and I love memes. So whatever's funny and catchy and grabs my attention, that that's usually the meme I make for the day. So I make that my, my little profile pictures. And when people come in the podcast, they, they always have something interesting. So it may be the Pope holding an AK-47 or Jesus with a hand grenade or, in this case, an AI-generated photo of Donald Trump shaking hands with George Washington. Um, this is fun. Come on, people. Don't, don't, be, don't have such a high level of offense. Goodness. Anyway, so uh, based on my meme today, this guy can't see the forest for the trees. Like, he's just so stuck up on, why are you a Christian room? How can you have a picture of Donald Trump? Goodness. Do you think there's, like, not a Satanist somewhere out there that, like, ha- wears a cross or has, like, a picture of Jesus? Like, I don't know, just for the heck of it. Maybe it's in their house. Maybe they're like, yeah, my mom was a Christian, so I keep the picture on here for her. They're like, but you're a Satanist. Oh, back off, people. Come on. It's just a picture. Um, anyway, so so that sparks some discussion, and we go back and forth between politics and religion at the same time. It's, it's pretty chaotic, but I, I guess everyone's able to keep track. It's like a political point. A Jesus point, a political point, a Jesus point. Anyway, then we get into the Burning uh, Burning Man tragedy and the flooding. And, you know, the, was it judgment from God or was it just a big rain? Who's to know? Who's to say? Anyways, um, we talk about that a little bit. So, and also, why are so many British people interested in American politics? The question is asked and the person speaking on behalf of all Britannia answers. Um, it's interesting, makes sense, makes sense, it's a fair point on both sides. Anyway, so check out this discussion 
and more. Uh, you can check out the Ask a Christian book available on Amazon and also check out the Ask a Christian store. The links are in the description. If you'd like to support this ministry, sharing the gospel and having civil discussions about Christianity with people on the internet who Lord knows needs it, support us. Grab a coffee cup or buy the book or whatever. Give us a donation and we can continue doing this. Separately, uh, yes, if you would like to designate a donation for uh, the Ask a Christian raccoonery, I promise you, I will do this if I have money to do this. This is this is so great. Anyways, um, take care and happy Labor Day. Got it. Let's see what Pliny has to say, and then I may tell you. What's up, Pliny? Pliny? Are you speaking? Hello, hello. I'm Hi. Pliny. Hello. Hi. Nice to meet you. Likewise. Anything on your mind? Uh, 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 sorry, my English is not very good because I'm from China. I'm I'm still learning uh English versions of Bible. Yeah, that sounds fine to us. So, mm-hmm. do you have any questions or things you like to talk about or hear about? Uh, I I I have a question. Is that uh I have learned from others that a person who has not been baptized is not an official. Christian, right? Uh, we we don't believe that. That's a it's a Catholic Church thing that you have to be baptized to be saved. Um, but no, um, the rest of most of the rest of Christianity does not believe that. Um, we just read the Bible and do what it says. So whenever Jesus, like the thief on the cross, have you are you familiar with that story? How Jesus is being crucified and there's the two guys next to him. Oh oh, sorry. You speak too fast. <laughs> oh, um, no, you you do not have to be baptized. Uh, oh, Romans no. 10, 9 and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So there's nothing about baptism other than Jesus was baptized and he tells us that we should be baptized and we should be baptized. But that's not for salvation or anything like that oh thank you so you said you just got an english bible or started reading the english bible mm, uh actually my grandpa and grandma are uh, christians uh but my parents are atheists or how to say it my parents don't believe god uh, so my parents don't allow me to touch Bible, but I'm spiritual, so I really, I, you know, I can search something online, so I got the English version of Bible, mm, and I asked uh, some uh, Chinese person to help me get the Chinese version of Bible, yeah. Okay, so is that pretty easy to get there, or do um, do people frown on people trying to read Bibles where you are? Mm. Uh, actually, actually, uh, I cannot buy Bible from uh main main grocery app. Uh, I mean Chinese app like uh, Taobao and uh, Jindo. This kind of app are not allowed to sell sales uh Bible here. So I read electronic book. Oh, so do do people typically like get in trouble if they? People know they read the Bible, or they just don't really like it, but you're fine to do it. Mm, yeah. The first one? 
Mm-hmm. I had heard that China has like they make additions to the Bible where they have other ones to like they edit some of the words of Jesus, but I don't. Yeah, I, I haven't looked that much into it, but I have seen videos where people said that's the case. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. I heard that from uh, my friend. Um, uh, he says the Chinese government uh, tried to uh, make up something. Yeah. Did they allow a clubhouse, this app, in China? No. Actually, I, I use my... Um, Canadian friends is the phone number to uh, uh, apply for or to register oh. an account. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, my Canadian friends. Yeah, that that makes sense because I I figured China had different social media than most other countries, so that is interesting. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Well, it's like <laughs> I feel like uh, maybe uh, Hong Kong people and the Macau people maybe they can join Clubhouse. But a Chinese mainland phone number is not allowed it. Well, it's, I mean, it's like, you know, like apparently in China, like, you know, if you get on TikTok, it's all like educational and learning type videos, like oriented for, you know, making better, smarter, stronger, more capable societies. And if you look at TikTok in America, it's it's like kids drinking bleach. It's anyway. But as far as as far as Jesus goes, like, you know, if someone has the benefit of the Bible, that that's great. Um, that would be the hope. But if someone doesn't have a Bible and isn't able to get a Bible, like the only thing they need to know is pray directly to Jesus. Jesus says in the unedited version of the Bible, you must be born again. He makes he says that we're spiritually dead and we must be born again to become spiritually alive. And all that means is, you know, you you should read the Bible. But if you don't have a Bible or you don't have a pastor or don't have other Christians you can talk to, you can pray directly to Jesus and if you are willing to admit that you know you believe he is god who came from heaven to earth allowed himself to be murdered on the cross crucified he was dead he came back to life he was resurrected and he can save you forgive your sins if you recognize that people have sinned the things they've done wrong that are if they're not a perfect person that's all that means in a nutshell so if someone asks jesus to forgive their sins give them eternal life. He says he will freely give eternal life to whoever wants it without cost. So if someone prays to Jesus to forgive them of their sins, make them born again and give them eternal life, we're told at that moment through confession that Jesus is Lord, Jesus is God, and belief that he resurrected from the dead, that person is saved and the Holy Spirit of God will live with that person forever, leading them into further knowledge and understanding. So even if someone takes away someone's Bible or doesn't let them have the Bible or changes the Bible, we believe the Holy Spirit is going to lead that person to the truth. Um, So anyways, no matter what happens at that point, that person is saved forever. So that's what I would say for someone that may or may not have uh, access to a Bible. Yeah, thank you. You know, I, I don't know. I, I I mean, I guess I do know, which is, is really messed up. But I always wonder, like, different governments around the world who frown on Christianity and religion. I mean, on one hand, I, I get that, you know, if their goal is, you know, they want to be the ultimate authority in people's lives, then any anything they could see as competition of that, they would they would not like, uh, even if it's something good or non-challenging, um, if they see something else. Um, they may not like it because they just want to be the number one authority. But I mean, and 
if someone is not, you know, if that's not the case, it's not like Christianity is a, is a challenging religion. Like, you know, the Bible is full of, you know, talking about like, you know, submitting to your earthly masters, submitting to your earthly rulers. They were only put there because God allows them to be in that position. <laughs> so whether or not they're good or bad, ultimately it's God who's allowing them to have that position of power. So, you know, give Caesar what's to Caesar, right? So like if someone says, well, you need to pay your taxes, then pay your taxes. Like it's a very easygoing religion as far as like, you know, governments who want power should be concerned. So the fact that they want, like if they wanted to outlaw some other religions that are like very, very much at war with governments and other religions and everyone else, great. That, that would be one to focus on. But when you have Jesus saying, look, whatever your government wants, if they want your money, give them your money. Fine. Go along with them. You know, don't don't fight. Don't revolt. Blah, blah, blah. Like as, as long as they're not challenging this idea that, you know, I'm the way, the truth and the life and I am God and there's going to be an eternal kingdom, you know, not of this world um, that's going to go on through eternity. Well, most of the governments that frown on Christianity and religion are atheistic anyway. So they don't believe there is an afterlife and they don't care about the afterlife. So the fact that they they want to like put their, you know, the, regulate and quell religions, especially at Christianity, it just doesn't make sense unless they really just can't let go of that one little part that they can't have anyone seen as a challenge to them, even if it's really not. I don't think they like the part about the second coming where Jesus overthrows all the world, the governments either. I mean, that's probably, they probably don't want people to think that either. I mean, maybe, but I mean, you know, if they don't believe it, but they don't want people to think it, it's like, well, you know, if that happens, it's like, you know, you're supposed to do just like we say, right? Like, give us all your taxes, work for us, do all this other stuff, as long as we say. And then if these supernatural events, like in Revelation, start happening, well, that would be a time that those same people would be like, oh, well, I guess we're not atheists anymore. I guess we really do believe this stuff. So now we need to, you know, get saved ourselves. Um I don't know. It would be interesting to have a conversation with some of the people who make these decisions, you know, from a very safe distance and just ask them what the heck's going on. And I mean, ultimately, we think, you know, it's a battle between good and evil and, you know, people like people do things um, without even knowing why they're doing it sometimes. So even if they say they don't believe in a God, you can still see like kind of good and evil, like pushing and pulling and like moving them around like a chess piece on a board. Um, whether they acknowledge the existence of like, you know, God or angels or demons or spiritual stuff at all. Right. I don't know. I think it's, I, mean, I know Karl Marx was very much atheist, but I don't know if just the communist party in general just sees religion as in, in conflict, in conflict with a lot of their beliefs in terms of communal, you know, like we're all one community and having like individualism, having diversity of religions is usually not considered a good thing um, well, yeah and i think that goes back to they want to be you know the the ultimate authority like none none other even if there's another one that could be seen as a challenge but they're like no no we're right. really not a challenge you know give you taxes work for you do what you say you're the government of the world you're the ruling authority here so you know we're, we're going to submit to you that's fine um yeah. they still i guess don't want that but in some well, countries like in like north korea instead of like china like they i mean they're atheists but they ba they borderline worship the leaders like in terms of how many statues and they tell stories about how kim jong-il you know could drive at the age of five and was born with three rainbows and all this like super borderline supernatural stuff. And so right. they, they sort of treat him like he's a God. And so that would be seen as a threat to, to that regime. Right. And I, and I think that's it, which is 
is crazy for people that say they don't believe a God to kind of pull off like a Nebuchadnezzar story, right? Like building like a golden statue of them and having people bow down and worship it. It's like, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> like you say you don't believe yeah, in God. The state but if you God, really did. Basically in that, in those regimes. Uh, yeah. Say, yeah. But it's like, look, if you said, if you don't believe in a God as much as you say you don't believe in a God, you would just be happy with, hey, we're the government. You know, we're your authority here on earth. If there's an afterlife, we don't know. We don't care. Uh, but work for us. Give us your tax money and be decent citizens. Like, I, I mean, if you really don't believe in a God as much as people say, um, that's probably where you'd stop. You're like, look, I'm getting everything I want. I'm getting like humble, subjective citizens, you know, um, who, who work and pay taxes and, you know, do what we say. So if they want to believe in a God, if they want to believe in a Jesus that tells them to do, you know, do what we say and follow what they say, and that's reasonable, then fine. We could all be happy. But I, I anyway, Chris, did um, your election get in the way of you being in Clubhouse or... Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I love I, Caleb's PTR. Is that your pet raccoon, Caleb? Did you feed no, that? No, it's an raccoon AI raccoon, but that would be really funny if it was a pet. Like, oh. that would be the most ultimate fat raccoon pet. It would. It would. I do live in a state where it's technically legal to own a raccoon, but I. What I state do is not that? I may move there. Raccoon. Gross. Was that? Where, what state is that? I may move there. Indiana. Oh, that's awesome. So wait a minute. How, how many, do, does anyone you know have a pet raccoon? <laughs> no, I literally was just scrolling through social media like this morning and it was like, forget electoral maps. Here's a random map of the states where it's legal to own a raccoon. And it was. Is oh, wait, Florida one of those states? How many states are there? Uh, I actually need to f see if I can find that. I don't, well, this is I the most important research you will ever do. Yes, Sky I know. Sky says his yeah, aunt had a pet raccoon. How how mm. well behaved was it? Oh, and by the way, Pliny, um, yeah, if you have anything else to say you'd like to, to ask or talk about, just uh, speak up and let us know. Oh, uh, I, I don't know why why some people say uh, Christian cannot eat pork, because I think it's a Muslim don't eat pork, but why Christian also don't eat pork? Yeah, it's, it's and by the way, Chris. Um, you know, Nate you doesn't eat pork because he's a pagan vegan. But the rest <laughs> of us Christians love bacon. Is he actually a vegan? I did not know that. Well, I've been a I've been a bad vegan lately, but it's not for religion. It's for you know cutting out cholesterol. So you know, like, the best way to cut it the best way to cut it out is not eat things with it in it. Anyways, Chris, I just met Pointy. She's uh, in China somewhere, um, and she's she's like trying to get a, get a Bible, and it's kind of difficult. And so, anyways. Um, that's that's the perspective. So put your fires away. Anyways, uh, Pliny, yeah, so if you read the Old Testament laws, like for the Jewish people, like one of their laws was, you know, they can't eat pork. There's 613 laws that are specifically for the Israelites. So before Jesus came and fulfilled the law, um, you know, people showed their faith in God by keeping these laws. And it was only the Israelites that this law was given to. It was to set these people apart from all other races and people on earth. Uh, because it was to show these are the people who God is going to send the Messiah through. So he was keeping them separate. He was keeping them apart uh, from every other race. So if you were not an, a Jewish person, you never had to keep all these laws. They were never for you. Um, anyway, some people who have, I mean, trying to be nice, <laughs> but who have problems understanding reading, um, either they haven't read the whole Bible or they really, really don't understand books well, but th that's the answer. So whenever the Israelites had these laws, some of them included dietary laws like don't eat pork and, you know, do certain things. 
then Jesus shows up and he keeps all the laws, including that one, and he fulfills the laws. So he says, I don't come to do away with the law, uh, to abolish the law, but I come to fulfill the law. So by us having faith in Christ, just like, like we talked about a little bit ago, all of this stuff, Christ fulfills. So by us having faith in him, believing him that he is God, that he is the way to heaven, that he died for our sins, that we can be forgiven, that he gives us eternal life and makes us born again. If we believe that, that's all we need to do because any other law or any other thing people say we need to do, Jesus already did it. He already fulfilled it. It's already completed. So anyway, um, and if, if people will just read the Bible from beginning to end, assuming they have a Bible, they should come to that conclusion. Most times when people say you need to do the laws and you need to, to do all this stuff, it's, it's less that they can't understand. It's usually that they just haven't read the whole book. It's usually that they get stuck in the Old Testament and they stay there. Oh, yeah. Here's a uh, P my PTR. Here's the map. I couldn't fit the whole thing in here, but this is the states in blue are the ones where you can own a raccoon legally. Oh, Chris, four is one. All right. We're going to have to open a raccoon ranch, Nate. This is going to be one I, of our I, next. Like I think it would be called a raccoonery. Things. A raccoonery? How could Florida not? I mean, compared to all the other stuff you all have down there, I would have been shocked if Florida was not on that list, to be honest. I feel like if we open a raccoonery, <laughs> Nate will be the next Florida man story. It'd be like, <laughs> Florida man mauled by 300 ravenous raccoons. Can you Someone own look an alligator in it. Florida? Uh, I don't believe so. I think you have to have a, have to have a license. A license. But... <clears throat> Well, someone see if giant raccoons are possible real fast while we talk about serious stuff. But Pliny, does that does that help um, somewhere between what I said and the raccoon people? But I mean, that that really is the answer. Like if you read the Old Testament, if you if you have a Bible, um, the Old Testament is full of 613 laws and prophets and the whole history of the Israelite people all the way up until the New Testament starts with with Jesus. So in the Old Testament before Jesus, like it's always been faith in God is how people have been saved, how people have had eternal life with God is by faith. So there was a time in Genesis, like even before the law. So there was a time when, when these 613 laws didn't exist and the people then like Abraham were still saved by expressing faith in God. And then the law came and people showed their faith in God by keeping the law. Then Jesus came, God from heaven came in the form of a human. He was born as a human. He's always existed. But he came as a human and was born that way and kept all the laws. And then now we show our faith in God by asking Jesus to save us and forgive us and give us eternal life and express faith that he is God who died for us um, and rose from the dead. So then why did Jesus say, if you love me, keep my commandments? And why that's did a that command, Abraham the commandments of Christ. Right. So just for the record, everybody, Jacob is not a Christian. Jacob is a crazy person. Who okay, comes well, on and argues with people? Okay, well, okay. well that's fine. Okay, uh, we, well, everybody hey, already know what, that, right? Everybody already. Okay, Jacob, I was trying to say, like, your challenges are welcome, and we can talk about it, but that means you need to be silent. You asked a question. I really wanted to answer you, which I still will, but if you ask a question and you don't let us respond, that makes me think that you really don't care about the answer. So I don't know if you can just calm yourself down, take some breaths, and maybe if you stick around, we'll bring you back up. But you just conflated something. Jesus does say, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. 
the commandments are not the 613 commandments for the Israelites. Jesus gives lots of commandments of his own, like be baptized. That's a commandment. Jesus says, go be baptized. Jesus talks about the Great Commission. He says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Jesus says, um, people will know that you're truly my disciples by the love you have for each other. So Jesus does, uh, Jesus gives lots of commandments. And to the people in John 8, 31, he says, if you continue in my word and continue my commands, you're truly my disciples. So he also says, if you believe in me, you'll never die. In John uh, 3, 17, he says, I didn't come to the world to condemn the world, but that the world through me should be saved. And he says, you must be born again. So these are all commandments of Jesus. So if we love him, we will keep them. That in no way, shape or form, which you're trying to conflate with the laws that were specifically given for Israelites. Um, so I, I wish you could have been up here to respond. But again, uh, you know, you can't just interrupt people like that because um, otherwise we can't, we just can't have a conversation. Nate, but, um, you are on fire today. This is you're, you're rocking this today. I'm secretly hoping if, if I just admit I'm a Calvinist, you'll, you'll be the funder of my raccoonery. I, I might, I might. I, I got my financials done last week, finally, for 22. <laughs> the deadline is, is September 15th. So, uh, you know, I'll pay my taxes in like another week and a half. It's going to be glorious. Oh, he says, I, I know him, but I don't because he changed his PTR. Honestly, I don't recognize Jacob Ward. But uh, Pliny, oh. I think she left. Oh, she, oh, there you are. Oh, she went down the uh, road. Yeah, well, uh, Piney, if you're still listening, like that—that's an example, right? Like you just ask it. Why people say that you need to, you can't eat pork and things like that. Um, that Jacob guy, who apparently he says I know, which I don't remember. Um, that's one of the people. So if they just read the Old Testament, they they just get stuck there somehow, or because people have told them that you know it's it's their salvation is tied to their race, or their salvation is tied to like rituals and doing things. Um, and it's either because like that gets a hold of them and it won't let them escape to read the rest of the book. Or when they do read the rest of the book where Jesus says, or, you know, where Romans 8, uh, 10, 9 and 10 says, if you confess Jesus as Lord and believe God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. They can't accept that because of some other reason. Another commandment, coincidentally enough, of Jesus is if you seek me, you will find me. Like, humble yourself and seek Jesus. He stands at the door and knocks. If anyone opens the door, uh, he and the Father will come in and make their home with them and have fellowship with that person. So there's a lot centered around humility and being humble and sincere. So if someone, you know, for example, says, well, you know, you're a very special person and it's only, you know, you're by, by your race or by your uh, other affiliation or by doing all these rituals and keeping all these commandments, which, by the way, no one can ever keep. Only Jesus was the one to keep the law flawlessly with never violating a commandment. But if, if your whole identity and, and view of God is tied to one of these things, that's, that's going to impede you being humble and sincere and humbly expecting it's nothing you can do. It's only what God can do that can save you. Um, so if you have this, I have to do this mindset, I have to do this mindset, and I can do this better than someone else, that's the epitome of pride, which also Jesus says is not good. Uh, you know, Jesus says he saw Satan get cast out of heaven and fall from heaven like lightning. Um, and the sin of Satan was pride. Um, so anyways, uh, if you're still listening, I hope that helps. I hope you're able to find a Bible. Um, but if not, just remember, uh, pray directly to Jesus and 
tell everyone you can that. Because um, because even in, if you have no Bible, the thing that will save you, the ultimate point in life, is to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and the Holy Spirit will live with you and guide you into truth and understanding. So forgiveness, death, burial, resurrection, ask for eternal life, you'll receive it. Ask Jesus to make you born again, and you will be. And no matter whatever happens, if someone gives you a, a false Bible, an edited Bible, or you can never get a Bible, um, the Holy Spirit will lead you into what's right. So if someone puts a false Bible in front of you that says, well, you know, when Jesus says love, he really means hate. Something within you is going to be like, oh, you know what? That does not, that doesn't sound right. That That's not right. And you'll have discernment to, you know, keep what is good and disregard what is false or edited or something like that. Uh Brandon, welcome. How are you speaking, Brandon? Brandon, you're close enough that if we put our raccoonery like in the panhandle, like we could all three run a raccoon farm together. Sounds really good, right? Speaking of giant raccoon, that's what the it's the biggest one I could find when I just looked it up. So if that satisfies you, Nate. Oh, let's let's so a raccoon's here. good for anything at all. Besides, like, whatever raccoons do in the wild, like, can we, like, make them useful for Train something? Train them as burglars like, and, they... like, take other people's stuff and bring it back to you. They're good. Then we, can also, we, can, we can also eat them. Raccoon soup is very good, too. So very delicious. I try Raccoons? You can eat raccoons. People eat them. Yeah, you can probably soup. eat anything. So, but, wait. Uh, so maybe well, Spy can help us. He, wait, wouldn't wouldn't raccoons be haram? Aren't you Muslim? I thought they were unclean animals. Do they even have raccoons in the Middle East? I don't know if Muhammad even knew that they existed. I could be wrong on that. Ooh, I'm fairly that's confident. a good question. I don't know the answer to that. Well, I don't know. Google it. Is, is, are raccoons okay to eat? I don't know. I mean, we, we used to have like, you know, like quasi pets. I mean, they weren't ours, but they would jump our fence when we lived on the coast of California. Um, yeah, this like one little raccoon, had, it, like we had really high fences, uh, like privacy fences, the wooden ones. And one night I, my cat was like, you know, hissing at something in the window. So I opened the curtain there was a raccoon just like hanging out there. So, and it looked like it had like got hit by a car. So it had like a bum leg. So, you know, we, we kind of fed it a piece of bread. Uh, for two nights and on the third night there's a bunch of raccoons <laughs> and they were at our door <laughs> so, hey, and, Ned, uh, Ned, between a raccoon and a pig which one you know you're more likely to eat pig well i like a raccoon better than pig i don't eat pig i and i and I just, I just, Me I just want to clarify something yes um i think islam we're not allowed to i don't think islam allowed to eat a raccoon that's what i know but yeah, I'd rather eat a raccoon than pig. Raccoon at least I eat other meats, you know. Let's say, and a pig is eat any meat, anything you give to eat meat, you eat it. As a matter of fact, it is uh, spiritually uh, forbidden to eat pig. So um, if I have to choose one of those two, I would eat raccoon than, than, than a pig. That's all. Well, before we move so on to... I have a question. Oh, Allow hang, me hang to on one, ask a question. Uh, yeah, hang on one second. I was about to say, before we move on to whatever's going to happen here, uh, Chris, yeah, would you or Brandon have any have any final quick yep. thoughts for uh, for the new person who's, you know, I guess, interested or having a trouble getting the Bible or learning about the Bible or just like, I don't know, I'm going to say a new believer in Christ or a new 
person curious about Jesus? Like, do they need to know, like, you know, doctrines of, I don't know, like very deep theological doctrines? Or what would you say for someone just like starting out and learning about the Bible or Christianity? I, I just had a question. Let's see. Oh, go ahead. So, oh, no, I was going to ask a random question. It was uh, something for Chris. Uh, but I, I didn't want to take the conversation too too far or, or anybody else on the panel. I, I, I was just, if that'd be okay, Nick. Wait, so no advice yes. for a new Christian? Okay, wait. So, well, let me let so me, the, let me just give plenty yeah. of the new advice, and then and then we can <laughs> we can talk with Brandon. But what I would say is plenty. So if you can get your hand if you can get your hands on a New Testament, um, read the Book of John. That is going to be really helpful to you. Um, and then the next book that I would read um, is going to be uh, the book of Acts. So the book of Acts is going to be really good to read after you read the book of John. And by the way, I see an alligator swimming in my uh, swimming in the pond behind my house, right behind me. <laughs> but all right, Brandon, since you have no advice for a new believer in Christ, uh, go ahead and talk to Chris real fast, oh, and then yeah. we'll get to Spy's question. Well, yeah, I, I would say. Uh... Or just far as the new advice part, uh, definitely uh, say one live right, do right, uh, talk right, and spit white. But you know that's that's what we used to say uh, growing up. But no, obviously devotionals, reading uh, your scriptures, being submitted to a local assembly, I think uh, is that's usually going to be the difference between a person who uh, lasts uh, in most cases. But I think uh, I would probably one of the best things to do is probably get with a person and uh, get discipleship. Uh, that usually, uh, that whole me and my Bible by myself thing is never a, a good idea, I, I, just in my experience. But but I would say with Chris, I, I was thinking about as far as reform history, and just based on what I understand, the reform movement still have like kind of beef with the Catholic Church, from what I'm from what I understand. Am I right on that? The reason we're called Protestants is because we are still protesting. So, like, would you consider, from your viewpoint, would you consider the approach of the Catholic Church as it relates to soteriology to um, to be in alignment with uh, Reformed theology? No. Um, in the fifth article at Regensburg, um, the wide gulf between salvation by faith alone um, and the Catholic Church practice of sacerdotalism, uh, it almost got worked out, but then it got spiked by the Pope at the last minute. And this is in uh, the 1530s. So if you want to, um, sorry, the fourth article at Regensburg. So if you want to read more on this, um, just do a Google search for fourth article of Regensburg. It was a council convened to see if the reformers and the Catholic Church could come back together uh, about 15 years after the 95 Theses. And you can read in detail what the beefs were. Gotcha. Well, and, and this would be the last part of that question. I guess, especially as I look look at some of the more, the, the younger reform guys, you know, very sharp guys, but what is it, I guess... I'm noticing a lot of trends with they really seem to have this thing with apostolic secession. What is it, I guess, with a lot of the reform, uh, young reform thinkers, like who we'll say who obviously are very sharp, but they seem to have this. Uh, they seem to be drifting towards magisterial uh, Catholicism, you know, just 
they they seem to have what is it about catholicism that seems to have this gravitational pull on them they're going to reunite with the true church just kidding just kidding so so my friends um my my young friends that that we both know they're into something called scholasticism scholasticism was a movement um well, and still is a movement, uh, but was a movement uh, during, before and during the Reformation. It was started by Thomas Aquinas. And so um, Aquinas had a lot of really good stuff to say. Okay, so I am not going to bag on Aquinas, but Aquinas was dead wrong in a lot of areas. Um, you know, and so there is an attraction to scholasticism, especially Turretin, who was a reformed scholastic. He was what we call orthodox scholastic uh, or reformed orthodox, if you will. Uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of attraction to that currently amongst young people in the church. And just historically, Brandon, and you'll appreciate this, we see this kind of back and forth. Um, every, about every 50 years, scholasticism kind of rears its head it peaks around and then it gets beaten back down um, because the the arguments simply don't stand up to modern scrutiny um, they eventually fail and so what happens is that a lot of the scholastic arguments are very very good for their time but as scholarship progressed and the reformers progressed, people like Knox and uh, people like John Owen really put the scholastics back in their place. And then that movement died down, and then every two generations or so, the scholastics come back for a little while and you know run roughshod through academia and then get put down again. Okay, uh, spies waited patiently. What's up, spy? Are you speaking? Or are you chasing down a raccoon? Yeah, can you give me like a 10 second? 10 seconds. I was going to plug my phone quickly and charge. Give me a second. Sure. Yeah, sure. Chris, did you see how... What do you think, Brandon? You want to go into... you want to go to business with me and Nate? We're going to start a raccoon farm. We don't know the reason yet. We don't have a business plan. Sounds like, sounds like a winner. That's the reason. Let's do it. <laughs> So did you see like how in no. um, Louisiana? I'm sorry, bro. Can I? Uh, no, I was going to say I was going to say more nonsense. You go ahead. Okay, cool. This is my question, and I hope that Nate, I don't know you, but I hope that you give me a fair chance to to explain my thoughts. Um, I have a. I used to be. If you don't know me, or many people know me, I used to be a Christian and I become a Muslim. I was a Christian for 34 years. So I know very well about Christianity, and I traveled in 24 countries. Now I met all kind of Christian, but that's not my question here. My question is about the notion about the person called Jesus. And before I ask you my question, I would like to know if you can identify yourself. What kind of a what denomination of Christian you belong to? Are you the Trinitarian or now? Do you believe that? Do you believe in the Trinity? That's my question. That's not really a denomination, but for for your first question about denomination, 
non-denominational. I just believe Jesus. I just follow Jesus in the Bible as close as I possibly can. For the second yeah. question, uh, yes, I do believe in the Trinity. I believe we see that all throughout the Bible, including the first page. Okay, can you, can you quickly explain me first, what do you understand by Trinity? Yeah, by, by, yeah Trinity. Can you quickly explain that to me, please? Uh, sure, it's the same thing you've undoubtedly heard many times. It is one God, Father, Son, and Spirit. One God, three persons. Okay, what do you understand by the God? What I'm trying to understand, what can you define God to me, if you don't mind? The and creator the, of the universe the, with no equal. Thank you. And with all power over everything, right? Yes. Good. Now, and you believe that Jesus also created you and me? Yes. Do you believe that Jesus created all the angels? Yes. Good, good. And in Jesus and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit did the same thing? Yep. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> all three persons of the Trinity were involved in creation. Yes. Now, now, this is my main question now. When we read the Bible, do we get the notion of a hierarchy in the Bible, in the Godhead? No. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, please. Chris, well, hang on, wait, 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 hang on. Uh, uh, no, Nate, my question is next, please. Go I'm, ahead. I'm trying to answer. First of all, it's not a monolith. It's not asking Nate to ask a Christian. So, you know, Good. if you want an answer, that's fine. And I think but you I, were about to say yes. Go ahead. But I, 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 I won't, no, I was about to say, what? What do you mean by hierarchy? Because I totally agree mm -hmm. with Chris that no, but if you wanted to try to, if you wanted to try to say there's a hierarchy, it would be like, you know, what would be, what would be like agreed on, right? Like if you look at Philippians 2.6, it talks about, you know, Jesus humbled himself and took the form of a servant. So if someone wanted to say, see, there's a hierarchy, fine, I get your point. But ultimately, the answer is no, because everyone is co-equal, co-eternal. They've always existed. Without one, you could not have the other. So if the Holy no. Spirit didn't exist, there would not be no. a God. So wait, wait, no, you, yes, hang on. Oh, I'm, sorry, ahead, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to answer. So if that's what you mean by hierarchy, sure, I get your point. But I would redirect it and say that's an incorrect understanding of hierarchy. But Chris's answer is what I agree with. No, there's no hierarchy in the way you mean it. Thank you. Correct. It's ontologically, there's no hierarchy. Define me, uh, that's the next, my next world. Define me ontologically. And then can you please show me anywhere in the Bible the notion of ontology? Can you, can you tell me? Because these are the later added to the Christian expression. Can you show me where they do? Do you want to keep monologuing? Uh, tell him. Okay, so ontology just means existence. It's just a fancy word for saying existence. That's all. So when we say something exists, we're talking about its ontology. You know. So I mean, you can go look this up at the Stanford Dictionary. What onto what we mean by ontology? We just use words to shortcut concepts so that we don't have to spend two hours talking about the definition of ontology. We can just use the word and the definition is imbued in that word. That's how language works. This is why we could get more things done as humans today Thanks. than back then, because we have we have definitions, so we don't need to work out definitions. We already have them. So if everyone, you know, is is learned on the definitions, we can make a lot more progress a lot faster. Thank you. So now let's let's read uh what's this verse? Uh, we'll, we'll give you a moment while you find your notes. No, I found it. I mean, okay. it's, it's John 1. 
I read. It says here, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Mm -hmm. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him was made. Uh, without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. Now, my question is the word through him all things were made before i ask my question can someone quickly explain to me what does that particular clause mean through him through him i'm my, my, my i'm based in the word through through him can someone please explain that exactly what does that mean it means creation was channeled and is sustained by jesus no, that does that mean? Do you know what the word throw mean, if you don't mind? <laughs> you asked me for an answer and you're telling me it's not an because answer. Because that's what through means. What through mean, please. What, like, like are, are you trying to say like would it help you if you're saying like like are you trying to say Jesus is a battery with where like God is like the Father God is on one side and Jesus is the battery and God is like channeling creative energy through him and out the other side of that battery comes matter in the earth and the planets. That's is that a, what you're trying that's to get a, That's a metaphor, but let me explain to you because uh, through here, I, I, I give you, I give, thank you. So now let me give you what is, um, okay, here, it says here, through, oh, what is this thing? Uh, okay, through, through is the proposition with several meaning. I understand that. So now it says here that it, it indicate a path, a path or a medium with by which something happened or is accomplished. Do you agree with that definition? That that, that does apply on this one. It says a path or a medium by which something happened or is accomplished. Do you agree with that definition? Um, <clears throat> I agree with that definition for what it's for. No, but no. that doesn't mean that. Wait, that doesn't mean that's the right word to use for this context. For, so, for example, first off, I, I'm I'm looking up the original word, and next time you go back to your notes, I'll I'll find it. But I'm looking up the original word. But I mean, the translation I'm even looking at now says all things were, or was it, all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So if you're focusing too much on that word through, that's a translation. So let's find out what the actual word is. But anyways, yeah. The word is dia. So are you saying that, do you want to, are you telling me that through is not maybe the proper meaning here? It is actually by. Is that what you're trying to say? You want to change the word through to put the word by, or you agree with the word through? The, the Greek word dia simply just means in the course of, through, of immediate agency, of causation, instrumentality, by the means of, by the means or manner, through, through by, or with. So it okay, has a that, large range of meanings. Okay, that means... Hold on. In Greek, just like any other language, 
the meanings are determined by the grammar, especially in Greek. And so you can't just take a dictionary if you don't speak Greek and try to discern the meanings of words with a dictionary or an interlinear. It just doesn't work like that. Okay, the whole my whole point here, I agree with you. In other words, a word has a meaning based on the context, pretty much. That's what it is, right? Based so, on the grammar, no. not the context. Well, I mean, that is true as well, but specifically for Greek, Greek is determined, the, Greek, the meanings of Greek words are determined by cases, they're determined by the grammar specifically. And Greek is an extremely specific language. I don't speak Greek, Nate doesn't speak Greek, Aviana's husband is learning Greek, but she doesn't speak Greek. So there you go. Okay, if we, we all don't speak Greek, then, then we can only refer to what the the dictionary or maybe the people who actually know what it is. But what I'm saying is, yeah, me as a, a man who don't, you know, who's not in your faith, all I can go to go to the academic sources and then tell me exactly, and also read your book because when I read the book. I mean, your book is not written by me, it's written by you. And then the book was translated by people of knowledge, people who know Greek and the Hebrew language, and they translated and they put the word through. So now, even if you read the context here, my whole point here is, let me explain this is my whole point. This is my, my, my concern here. I have many verses, but I'm speaking on this particular verse here for now. It's it, When I read this, it's like, God the Father is using Jesus to create us, to create the world, to create everything that exists. God the Father, if Jesus did not exist, he probably would not create the world. But because of the existence of Jesus, that means he used Jesus to create us, because if you read the next following and the message or the, the, the next passage, it says, through him, all things were made. Through him, like a through who? Through Jesus. That means someone there, something there, who is making things possible through Jesus. Okay, so hang on. Please, wait, wait, wait. I hope I'm not miscasting. Go ahead. No, well, there's lots of miss things happening. So, I mean, we need to back up a little bit. I hope First you all, understand my logic. No one yeah. disagree. Wait, I, I do, but it's it's not at all wrong. Um, <clears throat> so, first of all, no one disagrees with the English definition of the word "through." Our contention is that's not the correct word in English that you're trying to use for Greek. And secondly, even though we're not Greek speakers, what we can do is the same thing you can do. You can go to blueletterbible.org and look at a concordance which shows why these English people, like translators, came up with the words they use, and you can see the meaning. So if someone, first of all, you know, if the sheep of Jesus hear his voice, everyone knows what through means. You can say by the means of, by, through, in, being. You could say potato, and the sheep of Jesus are going to know what is meant by that. But the skeptic, or the whatever, scoffer, I want to say, um, would see that word and look at any little jot or tittle just as the Pharisees did, and try to find a problem with it. And ultimately, they can't. And they're going to be, I think the Bible says, uh, put to shame. <clears throat> because they're trying to find a little bitty thread that they can pull in and unravel. And ultimately, it's ununravelable. 
Um, however, you could save a lot of time by just, well, repenting and believing the gospel, but also by just using the proper tools. So if you want to know what through or by or in, how they got that word, even if you don't speak Greek, go to a, a concordance and it will say, here's the passage. Here is why these here's what the word means. And like dia, right, that by the means of or through or whatever, like it's dia. So and then it explains what that means. And it gives an exhaustive list of synonyms. And that's why we come up with that. So unfortunately, your whole train of logic, like I, I, I like it when I can when I can agree with people on their logic and say, I follow your logic. I follow your reasoning. Unfortunately, we just disagree. But in this case, I can't even get to that level because you've got so many uh, shaky blocks you're building on. So start by building on a solid foundation, which, by the way, would be Jesus. Um, but until then, like, no, we, we don't follow your logic. It, it, it is just I don't I'm trying to find a way not to be insulting, but you're starting off on the wrong premise and it's just making you have a shaky, shakeable tower as you're building it. Thank you for that. But this is now, I think we just have been, you don't have to agree with what I'm saying. I'm trying to make sure that you understand what I'm coming from. And if what I'm coming from, if it that makes sense, if you understand in the lens on my, okay. And we don't have to agree with me. My whole point here is this, is that when we say here, it says here, I'm reading your book. It says here, and you say, yeah, you agree with me with the word through here. No problem there. But you just don't want to agree with me, my, 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 my way of understanding this. And then I'm trying to make, build a case here. It says, I say, he was with God. So now, please, I'm trying to say here, what I'm saying now, he was with God. That means Jesus or the world was with God. That means we do remember two, two, two persons here, the person of Jesus or the world, and that was with God. And it says here, through him, I'm sorry, he was with God in the beginning. He was. Now, it says, through him, all things were made. If you, if you don't agree with what I'm saying, I will post right now a source of a Christian scholar that actually will agree with me. They say that wait, if wait, wait. Jesus no, did no, not no. exist. You, you said okay. you'd pause if I don't agree. You, you, that's your words. You said you'd pause if I don't agree. I don't agree. Right. I don't care what any other Christian scholar says. There's a good chance we don't agree with this Christian scholar. So like, I mean, if the Christian scholar is like Bart Ehrman, <laughs> or if the Christian scholar is even someone that's like closely affiliated with my faith and my beliefs, it's not a monolith. So it doesn't matter what any other Christian scholar says. It matters what the Bible says. And anyway, but yeah, I want to move on to other people because we've, we've beat this with a dead horse. Um, Already? We just disagree. I it's didn't not, make like, it case. Well, I know, but we're, we're like way too far past ask a Christian. So now it's like a uh, formerly Christian Muslim comes in to teach Christians. Like we don't need to be taught. We don't need to learn. Like this is our conviction. This is what we believe. This we are staking our claim is the closest to biblically accurate you're going to find. So when you try to tell us, you know, as someone who used to be a Christian 34 years, I mean, your credibility shot. If you were a Christian for 34 years and didn't figure this out until then, either you can't be trusted or you're just wrong or have deceitful intent. So in any case, uh, no, at this point, I am done being taught. Um, we will answer questions asked, but not have a huge discussion about it. But Avian, it's been a while since I've seen you. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, just enjoying some time in my house, cleaning out the fridge right now, putting away groceries while the hubby uh, messes around in the backyard and the kids play out there. So I figured I'd jump up on here and um, just 
to have a listen, maybe have a discussion while I clean out my fridge and put away groceries. Well, awesome. If there's anything you'd like to like to chat about, just uh, pipe up. Uh, Alvin, what's up, Alvin? You've been here for a while, too. Anything you'd like to say? If you're speaking, Alvin. In three, two, one. Chris Claus. What's up, Chris Claus? Hey, Salam al Masih to all my Christian brothers and sisters in the room today. I had a question for you. How are you? I had a question for you, Nate. Yes. Um, <clears throat> Muslims tend to say that they find Muhammad in the Bible. Would you agree with them? <laughs> yes. Can you point out a couple of verses where we can find this prophet in the Bible, please, sir? Uh, just Google all the verses relevant to the Antichrist. Hey, Nate, can you put me in the audience, please, if you don't mind? I'm trying to oh, figure yes. out right now how to do it. He's not allowed to be on stage with me, Nate. <laughs> is that a thing? Yeah, it is. I've known Spy really? for a while. Yep. Like, uh, not allowed by who? Well, it's going to sound funny, but it's Arabic handlers. Huh. Yeah, there's a list um, that Muslims have made up of such or so-called Islamophobes here on Clubhouse and that uh, you're not allowed to be in a room or on a stage with them. And you do have one on your stage right now. Wait, so yeah. if me and Chris Wait. tried hard, so if me and Chris tried harder, we wouldn't have to deal with like so many questions about the Trinity and is Jesus God. Yeah, like if a Muslim comes in and you start calling Muhammad a jinn baby and he's a pedophile, like just go in on them, they'll end up leaving. They'll put you on the list and then they won't even be able to come in your rooms. Well, on one hand, that would solve some problems. On the other hand, you know, I try not to go out of my way to be offensive. You know, as far as like the whole live with peace, uh, live at men, all men. Live at peace with all men. So much is dependent on you. Yes. So, you know, yes. I aim for that. But, you know, if people yes. don't don't want peace with me, like maybe the dude interrupting me, um, then, agreed. you know, it's not my fault what happens. It's agreed. Nate is so right. Oh, you only. It's, man, it's, that, that it, gave me the best. That gave me the absolute best, um, like, justification to really bone up on my Islam. Thanks, Chris. What about the live at peace part? No, I mean, nope. like, I'll live at peace. I just don't ever need to see them. That <laughs> makes it real easy. Oh, wow. You've just... Do I have to be a Calvinist if, if I accept that point of view? Because that was pretty that was pretty tempting. Good morning, Steph. Good morning. Uh, Ollie, do you have a question or anything to say? Uh, Nate, yes. Uh, I'm in this room. Uh, is uh, spirituality, Christianity, so you're saying you've got answers? Sure. Jesus is the answer. So are you guys Trinitarians or are you Unitarians? We are Christians. Who We, we believe the triune nature of God. The, 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 so you mean you are Unitarian uh, Catholics? What? That's like the exact opposite of what I said. Bruh. So you are Trinitarian. No. Did you just yes. say Unitarian Catholics? Because that just doesn't exist. That's just not even a category. 
Okay, I'm going to share a video with you. Okay. I am not listening to a video you're watching. No, 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 it's just a... It's just... I'm going to come up here and I'm going to come on stage and I'm going to play a video for you, Nate. Oh, you're talking <laughs> up from bed, Chris. Ali, just paraphrase the video. Is that like how is it like how God is only one and it's the Muslim God and we need to? I was about to say. Kind of oh, no, 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 I was about no. to say. What what an awesome argument, eh? Come up here, Nate. Are you in? Yes, I have a video to play for you. <laughs> okay. I have a video to play too. It's called Die Hard. Okay. Oh, people of the book, commit no excesses huh? in your religion or utter anything concerning Allah but the truth. The Messiah, Jesus, son of Mary, was only a messenger of Allah. His word that he sent to Mary and a spirit from him that he sent to believe in Allah and his messengers. And do not say three, desist, it is better for you. Allah is one God, for Exalt, exalted is he above having offspring. His, his is all that is in the heavens and all that is in the earth. Allah is sufficient and disposed of affairs. And thanks for sharing. Do you want me to read from the book of Harry Potter next? It holds about as much weight. Ooh, ooh. Can we do good night, Moon? Well, why don't you counter that with uh, something about the Bible? I don't know. I'm thinking maybe maybe a passage about how, you know, repent uh, unless you die in your sins, or I am the way, the truth, and the life, or, you know, I will give freely the waters of, uh, you know, of life to whoever wants it without cause. Sorry, I'm actually uh, going to do a fight uh, what? Got into a fight with my mother. I can't hear. I can't understand you. Okay. Ali, you need to ask Wahadi to give you better internet. I mean, this is how our morning's going. How, how are you doing, Steph? <laughs> Glad to see you all aren't taking a break from Clubhouse on this holiday. Yes, I'm here not taking a break, although I should be. Are you taking a break from your job? Yeah, no, that I am doing today, yeah. No, we just got back from, uh, we just got back from camp and it's chaos, chaos this morning. <laughs> we should have a uh, contest between your children screaming in the background and Aviana's children screaming in the background. <laughs> it would be amazing. Am I allowed to use the dog as like additional decibels? Sure. Aviana, do you also have a dog? We do not. Our dog died a couple years ago. Oh. And, um, no, don't be sorry. I'm actually very grateful that he did. Oh my God. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. No. Well, is because, he okay, in let heaven? Explain, let me explain. He was a our dog. My husband had him before we got before we got married. He bought this house before we got married, and then once we got married, I moved in with him. And me and the dog were cool. Like we were cool before me and him got married. But then once we got married, and like I start moving in my stuff, he did a, a switch, man. And he was a he was like a hundred and fifteen pound Rottweiler, like 
he yeah he was not cool with me moving in and then like once we had our son he started like growling and like showing his teeth at my son and like i was like nope like you're gonna you're gonna stay downstairs i'm like you're gonna stay downstairs until uh okay chris this is just (laughs) this is just re this is just reaffirming um our calling to to start collecting pre-orders for our raccoonery yeah we oh steph you guys can be involved in this, but you'd have to move your family to Florida. And Chad's new job would be building pens for raccoons. And we're going to open a raccoon farm. Raccoonery. Uh, what products besides really cool hats are raccoons good for? Live animals. Parent, or food. Uh, yeah, pets. Raccoons do. Uh, what? Or, uh, yeah. Are you telling or, me that um, people keep raccoons as pets? Apparently, in like Apparently twenty states. So. No, I'm. You can try. I mean, you're the kind of crazy hipster that would be like, you know what? I'm going to get on board with that. Absolutely. I not. mean, this is normally where I'd say like the official position of the Essex Christians don't have pet raccoons, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think have pet raccoons like from our specific raccoonery. You can have those raccoonery. Pet That's right. We're going to train them to be gentle and to use their paws for powers of good and not stealing. And we can like, like car, like tattoo little Bible verses into their paws. So people can like also get saved while they have these things. Okay. Well, as flattered as Pat and I are, are we are going to humbly decline this job offer. Uh, I do appreciate it though. Thank you for keeping me in mind. If you have any other opportunities. I mean, think about raising your children on a raccoon. No. I mean, think raccoonery. Think about the the enrichment that they could have living on a raccoon farm. So I did have a question, and welcome, Michael. But the question I was going to ask Chris about, Chris, if you uh, suicided yourself, would you go to heaven? Is suicide a sin that will keep you out of heaven, or Whoa, if you suicide yourself? Wow, that was that that escalated quickly. Um, did I suicide myself from listening to too many weirdos on Clubhouse? Is suicide a sin that will keep you out of heaven, or is it not? That is a it, theological question. It is, and then we'll not. get back to the raccoonery. So, okay, explain. So, the idea of suicide leading to hell comes from a Roman Catholic idea about mortal sin. Um, the idea being that if you off a person that is a mortal sin that dumps all of your grace in the trash and you no longer have any saving grace, you then have to perform a, uh, have to perform a sacrament in order to receive back some of your saving grace and then, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So mortal sins are not forgiven until you, you do penance in the church. That being said, if you commit a mortal sin of killing yourself, you will have no opportunity to go and do penance. And so therefore, in the Catholic faith, suicide is an automatic ticket to hell, no matter what. Um, That continued through church history quite a bit. Um, We do not see any evidence of this in the scripture. We do know that people can become depressed, um, that they can have, you know, mental issues, um, that will sometimes tragically lead to suicide. Um, in fact, there was a, a man in our church, um, who 
left be- behind a beautiful wife and four beautiful children. Um, recently, he was a he was a um, he was a vet um, who had served in the military for about twenty years, and he just had some demons. And uh, you know, there was substance abuse and some other things that were contributing factors. Do I believe that that man was not a Christian? No. Do I believe that that man had some deep demons? Uh, yeah, and not the spiritual he, kind, right? Correct. Yeah, no, no. I mean, not the not actual demons. How could I you mean, say that in a room like this and not qualify it? Ah, you're right. I know. Sometimes I have not been qualifying things lately. It's not good. Anyway, so I got in trouble yesterday for that. Um, but long story short. I do not believe that suicide is one of those things that will automatically send you to hell. It is not a proof that you do not have a redeemed heart. It is proof that you can walk away from your redeemed heart um, quite a ways before God snaps you back. Uh, See David and Bathsheba and the murder of Uriah the Hittite, um, where David was still a believer but did unspeakable things. And I would think, like, not from the Catholic angle necessarily, but I, I would think, like, the the Protestant kind of argument on that comes from, well, you know, are, are you, um, I don't even know if it gets to once saved, always saved, but it's like, you know, are you saved in the kind of saved that means, you know, Jesus is your Lord and Savior, therefore you don't need to pray and seek forgiveness after every single time you sin because it's already paid for, like, future forward. So, like, no matter what you've done, past, present, future, it's already covered even potentially that suicide, God knows you're inevitably going to do at some point. It's already paid for. It's already covered. It's part of the, you know, forgive me of my sins, uh, you know, confession, Jesus is Lord and Savior part. Um, other people, not on the Catholic side, would probably fall under that. Well, no, you need to, you know, whenever you do sin, you know, you need to confess. And if it's like an, and then they'll like kind of qualify it by, well, if it's an unknown sin or if it's something that, you know, you didn't really have time for, or like, you know, you got in a car accident, then there's, they'll say something like, well, there's, God has grace for that, um, but not suicide for some reason. So the people on that side may say, well, no, because suicide is a sin. Therefore you need to be forgiven of that sin. But if you kill yourself, then you don't have time to ask forgiveness because you're dead. I think that's kind of how that goes. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think I'm more on the side of, of you, Chris, but ultimately, you know, I'm, I'm, well, ultimately I'm on what you said, I believe is right. But I would also say, you know, slightly less. I'm, I'm on the side of error on the side of caution. So don't do that. <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not so confident in being like, you're absolutely cool with God. If you suicide yourself, um, you know, I, I like to think and hope and think it's correct that you would be in heaven. Um, cause you're forgiven even of that stuff. God knew you were going to do, but you didn't know yourself. Um, but still, you know, let's not do that. Well, in our, you know, in our faith tradition, we don't repent specifically for sins. We don't have rituals that we go to go through for specific sins and types of sins, right? So if I, uh, if I yell at my husband and then I forget about it and I don't pray that night to be asked, asked, you know, pray for forgiveness that evening, I'm still, I'm still washed clean of that sin, right? Like there are a million sins that I must do every day that I forget to ask for forgiveness for. So isn't that like part of our faith tradition is that we don't need to go through ritualistic things for each sin that we do. So that would line up with what Chris is saying. 
Yeah. And I mean, you know, that being said, like, so whenever you guys do do something like, you know, you totally know and you're not forgetting, like, I don't know, you, you yell and scream at your poor husband, Chad, or, you know, you, you, you know, do, do something. You're like, oh, that was sinful. I shouldn't have done that. Like in your mind, like I, when there's something like that, I'm still like, oh, you know, Lord, forgive me. I'm sorry about that. You know, help me not to do that again. Um, and why did I do that? You, you know, forgive me for that. Even though I think, you know, on some level, yes, I'm already forgiven, but it's like, <clears throat> do you guys do that? Or are you just like, oh, thank you, Lord, that you've already forgiven me for that. I'm definitely not going to like, you know, say, please forgive me. Like, I don't know if it's hedging or if it's just tradition or how it's raised, but still like, even though I think like, you know, I, on one hand, I wouldn't need to like, you know, repent or ask forgiveness of this specific sin. But I mean, I go ahead and do it because I don't know why not. I mean, I don't think God's like, no, no, don't you dare do that. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just habit. I mean, it just seems, seems, I don't know. It seems like a humbling experience, right? Instead of being like, I'm so yeah. prideful. I don't need to ask forgiveness. I'm already forgiven. I mean, that may be true, but now you're a forgiven jerk and you're just been forgiven from being a jerk. Well, that's the extreme. Well, well that, that, there's a difference between repentance and forgiveness. Like, we, we don't ask God for forgiveness we, in terms of, like, justification. We ask God to restore our fellowship. Just like, you know, when when um, David writes Psalm 51, restore a right spirit within me. Like repentance is the act of contrition and, you know, changing of your mind to not do that sin again. Like when David fell on his face before the prophet Nathan, you know, and, con you know, no relation, confessed his, yeah, no, no relation, um, confessed his sin before God, um, you know, that is the mark of a true believer is that we live a life of repentance. It's not that we're seeking to re-justify ourselves or that we've done one too many sins and have lost our grace. It's that we, you know, our heart is toward, uh, this is, this, this is a perfect segue. Our heart is toward the fear of God. And it's not like a trembling, like I'm scared of God and what he's going to do to me, but it is an awe and a reverence and a an overall excitement about being in the presence of the Lord. And when we leave that and we leave that fear of God, then that is what we're talking about with repentance. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, I, I guess I didn't mean to be like a, a super challenge. Like I thought everyone would be like, oh, yeah, sure. Because I don't know. I, I guess we all consider, you know, we have the same faith habits. I mean, it's like, you know, I've... I've uh, you know, ask Jesus to, I, I don't know, ask to be a Christian more than once in my life, right? Not because I thought I was not saved and needed to be resaved or something like that, but because I, I'm like, you know, even when I'm like, yes, I have a good relationship with God and blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, you know, like everything's going really great. And, you know, I'm, I'm you know, just have on, on cloud nine with God, right? Uh, in my Christian living, Christian walk. But then I'll go to like church and, you know, they'll like, you know, ask anyone, they're like, hey, you know, would anyone like to be saved? Blah, blah, blah. Would anyone like to know this? And, you know, I'm trying to hedge before Chris like calls out my pastor and something, something bad, but you know, they'll be like, okay, well, you know, here, here's how you do it. This is the words, uh, you know, like, it's not my words. It's your heart. Be sincere, be humble. You know, if you confess with your mouth and da, 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 to be followed up by proper Calvinist discipleship, Chris there, that's, that's for you. Anyways, well, like whenever they're like, a proper well, Calvinist but, church in Tampa too. So you uh, just let me know. I'll, I'll hook you up. I'm not as close to Tampa as you think I am, but, um, which is good because you would have doxed me like a thousand times by now. But, um, Anyways, like I've got my, you know, I'll say that for more than once. It's not that I, I need to be resaved or think I'm not saved. It's just like, I don't know. Is God going to chastise me for, I, I don't know. It just, 
I don't know. Can someone translate me? Like, basically, I'm being redundant, even though I don't think it's necessary. Like, what's the harm in being redundant? That's the yeah, point okay. I'm trying to so get. I can relate to this, Nate, because I do this every, like, this is part of my mental ritual every time we take communion, which my churches usually do it, like, in, in my traditions, it's always been once a month that we do communion. And it's like, every time we do communion, I'm just like, boy, am I unworthy, Lord, please accept me. Like, I know that I'm already accepted. I know yeah, that like I'm that. in this fold. Yeah, but then I go through this mental ritual of like, for my own benefit, really dwelling for a few moments on how unworthy I am of this gift and asking for it again to have it. Maybe this is, I don't know, Chris, is this a bad mental habit? But I can totally relate to the same thing. Chris, no, just say you do the that's same exactly thing so we can what all I be do. happy. Okay, I mean, great. we literally, the Bible literally says, examine yourself before taking the communion. I mean, like, it's it's a command. You're, you're doing it exactly right. Well, but Nate is saying he doesn't. He says that when there's an altar call, he goes through this process again to be like, Lord, accept me. You know, that this is. Even well, no, it's, it's what does. you're saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like what you're like what you're saying. It's not like, you know, I, I've done some egregious sin or feel like I've fallen away or like, you know, like David. I mean, I've, I've done stuff like David plenty of times. I mean, you know, not not the murder and stuff part, but, um, you, you know, not Christian stuff. But I mean, it's not even like a time like that where, where someone would say, you don't need to do that. You're already justified. You're whatever. It's like where I, I feel like in a really good spot, which, you know, facts don't care about feelings. But the point is, you know, my Christian living, like I'm, I'm doing good. So it's not like I, I somehow need to be resaved or, or something like that. But it's, it's like you were saying, Steph, it's like to be in that moment to like to really experience the realization like, yes, uh, you know, I, I am saved. And this is what it means. I don't know. It's kind of like re-examining the whole process and going through it and being like, you know, taking that time to appreciate like, yes, Lord, save me, forgive me. Well, I already am. But, you know, it's like just being in that moment and like being grateful and thankful for what's already taken place. Yeah, I do that. I hope that's fine. Yeah. So, so Steph, I sent you and Nate, I'll send you the same, the same thing before we move on. Uh, Michael Reeves is a, um, He's a pastor in Britain and, um, and also is the president of a college in Britain. Um, and, uh, he taught on the fear of the Lord and it was so good. And basically what is the cure for anxiety? The cure for anxiety in Christianity is fear, which is a counterintuitive. It's like the perfect Christian answer. It's like completely counterintuitive. It's perfect. Oh, so yeah. And I mean, I did. I'm gonna well, watch it, well, but well, before he does, like, I didn't mean like I have like you know fear and anxiety and anxiety, like you know. Um, gosh, I wanted to. Uh, anyway, I don't know. My reasons may not be a step reason, um, but about the fear thing, which is also what our sermon was about this week. And you know, everyone wants to talk about like you know how fear of the Lord, like it's not fear, like run, be scared. It's like an awe and a reverence. And I agree for the Christian. <laughs> so for the not Christian, no, it's the first time. Like yeah, the first time, be scared out of your mind. Like you're you're at odds with a very sovereign, powerful, fear-inducing God. So you should be peeing yourself. If you're a Christian, then it's it's very much awe and reverence because you know if you weren't a Christian you'd be soiling yourself. Anyways, that's what I'd say. But yeah, Chris, go ahead and flesh that out if you like, and then we'll see what Roy Field has to say. So I'll, I mean, I'll do this in 30 seconds, but it's an hour long sermon. So <laughs> um, he basically is making the thesis from Isaiah 8 um, that 
you know, it says, do not fear what they fear, but fear Yahweh. Um, it's essentially what he's saying. And it's, and it's, and the idea of the fear of the Lord here is not a trembling fear of God and what he's going to do to you, but it is an awe and a reverence to his majesty. And so the fear of the Lord is constantly talked about in the scripture. And the number one thing that supernatural beings command in the Bible when the, when they encounter people is do not fear. Um, and so there's just, there's so much there and it is really good. And I'm going to listen to it again today because it is very, very, very dense. Um, and he packs a lot of teaching into that hour. So I would highly encourage you guys to, uh, I can, I can send it to you, Nate, you can put it at the top. It's just for anybody who has anxiety, like my wife loved this. My wife, um, similar to Steph has anxiety as well. And then you would the agree with... thing, if she's similar to me, she needs to be institutionalized. <laughs> I mean, I it's didn't fine. say it. Um, and then you would say for the, for the non-believer, um, then the, the first kind of fear, the, oh crap fear. Right. Well, that is the fear that is, that is talked about in James, you know, two fourteen. right. Is that, you know, you believe God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe that and shudder and they're shuddering in fear. So yeah. Yes. Uh, Royfield, what's up? Um, I, I suppose I'm here to, to get answers because I, I, I was surprised coming into the room to see um, a, an image uh, of Donald Trump um, in a room um, ex uh, basically expressing Christian Christian values. And then I've heard Chris talk about fear and surely if you're a Christian, um, it's all about the teachings of Jesus and the New Testament, as opposed to leaning on the fire and brimstone Yahweh of, of the Old Testament. And I, I suppose I'm, I'm, I'm here for answers. So you, you guys are the Christians. I'm not a Christian. You know, I've read the Bible. I grew up in a Christian household. Um, my parent, my mother is a reader in the Church of England or the Episcopalian Church, as you guys would call it in America. So, I, you know, I, I'm down with Christian culture. Um, but. I just I suppose the first question is, in what way has Donald Trump professed his love of Jesus and has he demonstrated that uh, that he is a, a follower of the true tenets and the, and the beliefs of Jesus Christ? Well, uh, and first I thing I would say, question, <laughs> Nate, when are you going to stop uh, being ratchet with the PTRs in this room? Well, I was about uh, to when will that, that lesson so, be learned? Oh, I, I don't know if it needs to be. Hear me out. Okay, so to answer like four questions. One, perhaps based on what you said, you, you saw Donald Trump or whatever. So based on what you said, if you didn't see that, you may not have came in here. So, you know, maybe if that's what it took to get someone in here, then great. Mission accomplished. So maybe I shouldn't change. The second thing is poor George Washington. No one even mentioned him. Like he's shaking hands with Donald Trump. So, you know, why why is... George not getting any love. No, well, um, just from the George Washington thing, um, I'm sure you're a student of history, and I can't remember George Washington, whether he's a deist, but definitely uh, Jefferson was. Many, not all, but a few of the founding fathers uh, believed in a supreme being. They weren't necessarily actually Christians in the doctrinal sense. And I think Washington was was that as well, but I could be proven wrong there. So um, I, I, have no, I have no problem personally with, with George Washington, but when there is somebody who 
Oh, okay. Well, can I finish answering your question? Can, can I? Can I finish? Yeah, yeah. Can I finish answering your question though? Like, it's not. It's. Can you land it? I mean, you asked, so I'd like to answer. But yeah, if you want to go ahead and finish. Just the Donald Trump nakedly doesn't display any Christian virtues. He is rude and, and aggressive, dismissive and arrogant to his political foes. That is utterly counter to the teachings of, of Jesus Christ. Right. Okay, uh, so I'll answer now. Uh, I'm just going to talk now. So the PTR has nothing to do with who's a Christian, who's not. I've had PTRs of Satan up there before. So I, I whenever I see catchy, funny memes, like the Pope with an AK-47 because it's been AI generated or Donald Trump shaking hands with George Washington. Um, I've been to, I'll just like, I see something catchy, I put it up. It usually, usually sparks controversy and conversation. So I'm not sure I need to change that. So I've had PTRs of demons up there. I've had PTRs of Jesus with a baseball bat and God with a handgun up there. So the PTR is, is nothing to do with, um, you know, necessarily who is a Christian. Um, you know, I used to have just a plain P PTR. I said, ask a Christian. And it's all that was ever up there. And then people are like, why don't you ever change that? That's boring. Why don't you mix it up? Why don't you ever change your PTR? So the lesson I'm learning is you can't make everyone happy all the time. So anyways, that is the answer. Um, what was your other question? Uh, uh, something about Chris. I think Chris needs to catch some heat now. Oh, yeah, Chris was talking about fear. Chris, um, if Royfield doesn't want to re-ask the question, I think I remember to do it for him. So um, he said you, he came into a Christian room, and I've explained myself. Um, and you were talking about the fire and brimstone, the fear of the Old Testament. Um, so why not the lovey stuff and teachings of Jesus from the New Testament? Chris. So, you know, again, part of Dr. Reeves's presentation is that, um, and, and Royfield, you, you might like this as well. It's a, it's a Brit, um, British guy. So what he was talking about, how um, Jesus himself displayed the ultimate fear of the Lord. Again, this is not a trembling fear that God is going to do something to you. It's, it's awe and reverence and submission. So, you know, Jesus, one of his missions in the, in the hypostatic union was to display proper fear of God. Uh, there you go, Royfield. Those are your questions. Well, answered. I, 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 I suppose, I suppose that's what one way uh, of looking at it, but if, uh, maybe I'm, I'm too hung up with, with Donald Trump, who I think Absolutely, is yes. a phenomenon. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm too hung up with him, right? But in a room which has, as its keywords, spirituality and, and religion, it does send out somewhat of a negative position. If you are a, a right-wing Republican, you're a MAGA Republican, good luck to you, right? But I would just say that in this space, for people who are, at least have a, a healthy curiosity uh, to the words of the Bible, it sends out somewhat of a contradictory image. And if I think of Chan John chapter 15, uh verse 13 greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends that is utterly in contradiction to how this man is running his presidential campaign and his campaign since he was uh you know since he was ejected by the american people from from the government of the united states there is a man full of vitriol bile and hate and generally i, I am someone who's somewhat ecumenical 
when it comes to uh, listening to messages of spirituality and, and, and forgiveness, I, I'm open to Buddhist teaching. And as I said, my mother is a reader. And I just think if the message is somewhat to gently troll people, so people come in, I suppose 10 out of 10. But if you want people to really engage with the substance of the Lord, you might want to just think about uh, more, in, more an image which is more embracing. And dare I say it, right, an image, an image of yourself or, or some image which stands as a real metaphor for the true humanity, which is the word of, of Jesus Christ. I don't put him down as my saviour, but he's most definitely a prophet and, and, and a sage whose words uh, go through the ages and are there to help us through our most trying time. Noted. So the only political thing I will say is that um, what you said about Trump, I'm not going to be an apologist for him in this regard, Chris. Um, you know, he's he's pretty spicy. But in comparison, if someone has a problem with Trump and they give a free pass to his opposition, the people that by my estimation, and I think the estimation of common sense is not even, you can't even quantify if you think Trump is evil and bad and blah, 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 let's just grant you that and say, sure, he's all the things you hate about uh, about everything good. And you can't automatically say, but the other side is unquantifiably worse than I don't want to have that conversation. So if someone like Chris can't stand Trump, but he recognizes the opposition to him is insanely evil, um, then that's just out of touch with reality and I can't talk to that person. So I personally, um, you know, have my feelings about Trump, uh, but if someone else, uh, you know, is like really, really anti-Trump, like to an extreme sense, and they are not even more outraged by his opposition, then that's that's a person I can I can find common ground with most people enough to talk to them, but that just tells me someone is out of touch with reality to to like an extreme level, like we're you know twisting scripture where Jesus says love people in the Bible. And they can twist scripture so much to have the inquisitions and, you know, like murder people by saying, oh, well, we love you. So we must kill you to prevent you from sinning or to but, save but, your soul. But, but, That's but, like, but, no, no, hey, wait, wait, we're, we're, no, we're done with that. Do you have a new question? Something well, but, about God? I don't know. Okay. I'll just, let me just put one rejoinder to, to what you just said, and then, then we can move on. You mentioned the Inquisitions and the Inquisitions, the Spanish Inquisitions of this of the 16th century, 17th century, were utterly heinous uh, events where people had to prove their uh, their Christianity, where Jews were turfed out of their homes, were forced to convert to Catholicism. But that was like 500 years ago, right? With, with all due respect, whether you're Republican or Democrat. Uh, no one is asking for inquisitions right now, okay? And th they just aren't in the modern American um, political The CRT, BLM, LGBTQ is asking for an inquisition of white well, men. Well, you obviously, you obviously don't know historically what the inquisition was. If you're saying Are you talking about anybody, the Spanish inquisition? I'm, I'm, I've seen the Mel Brooks comedy film. It's amazing. It's a great musical. I'm crying. All right, All right so okay. if you're in charge, I wash my hands. You know what? If we if we get, if we can't have a serious conversation, I'll just remove myself down into the audience. As I said, as somebody who my mother is a reader, she dresses up in her ceremonial garb every sure. Sunday to stand in front of the Episcopalian Church in Birmingham, in England, 
Oh, God. She's involved okay, in some so kind of satanic like, ritual. No, this okay, is my thing now. I'm going uh, I, I to... Anyway, I'm done. It's all right. I'm done. Hold it's on. Right. Hold done. on. I got handed the torch. So, Royfield, uh, first of all, I don't know what a reader is. I have no idea. Does that, No, don't. nobody answer. That's rhetorical. <laughs> uh, so, you keep bringing it up like, oh, my gosh, I'm so educated to talk about Not Christianity and educate other Christians on what they should do uh, because my mom's a reader. And I've read Buddhism. I, I, you know, I'm familiar with Buddhism and I've read the Bible and Jesus was a solid dude. So listen to me here, Christians, and listen to what I have to say. No, Royfield, so, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I hate using that mute button. Hate using the mute button. Okay. So if you are coming at Nate talking about his uh, public appearance and his marketing skills, have you considered that perhaps on your end, it might be a bit unwise and come off sort of silly and asinine to come into a room of Christians whose education level you are not familiar with and start educating them on what their faith teaches and how they should behave because your mom is a reader, whatever that is? I actually asked a question. That's all I did. Oh I no, I'm I'm not responding to the question. I'm responding to the preaching and the 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 um the constructive criticism that you were giving Nate about his marketing skills. So I'm bouncing that same question back to you about your marketing skills. Well, if you want to somehow denigrate me, uh, because I clearly said I'm not a Christian but I did put the credential in that I've read the Bible. That's the reason why twice I mentioned my mother. But that's all. I'm not oh, going okay. to be any better than anybody. I didn't say that at all. At no, point no I'm I not say, implying that you said that you're better that, than anybody. I'm that saying was the that implication of what little... you just said. You said that I've come in to say that somehow I'm better than everybody nope, because I've I read about their religions. That nope. was the implication. But anyway, it's fine. Mm. It's fine. It's fine. It, it, it appears. Okay, so the implication that you're better than everybody was not there. So allow me to clarify this for you. The overt implication, the statement I'm making, is that a little self-awareness on your end would probably do you a lot of good. That when you are advocating for Christians to behave a certain way, and then you come in with, I have read the Bible and my mom's a reader, so I'm going to tell you how you should behave, Nate, running a Christian room. That, that's a lack of self-awareness that probably again would benefit you to address in your own life well, well, well let, let's just leave it this way be, before i bounce out of the room right maybe yes. there's a lack of you love the bomb to get the part. last word yeah um, go ahead no, this is, listen it's your room uh, you, you can't force me to stay in the room right but uh, what i'll say is this i'll take your point there that there's a lack of awareness on on my part but also think there's a lack of awareness on nate's part as well because dare i say it some people, 50% of Americans at the, at the very least, will say, will say that, the, that this man is totally a divisive figure, is not ecumenical, has not reached out to the other side at all, right? However, that's just, you know what, it's just an opinion. And, and, and I just think, and I came into the room, I didn't see Nate's, Nate's image outside of the room. You can't do that to hear people talk about spirituality and Christianity. That's all. That's all. Excellent. So what's your question about Christianity? Because we would be super happy to answer. His question is, how can we support Donald Trump, right? Oh, okay. Perfect. So Thank you, Marcus. Do, do, you, do you live in America or, or 
you live in well, real quick before Marcus and Royfield and, and, and Gage. It's like how you're not a Christian and you're telling Christians how to do it. Now you're telling Americans how that fifty percent of Americans is totally wrong. Go ahead, sir. Oh yeah, no, Marcus, excellent points. But just to answer that question, uh, that Royfield, that Mar that Marcus is translating for you, Royfield, how can you support Trump as a Christian? Um, the answer is that most of the Christians on stage don't. That's your answer. So there you have it. And I think a bigger thing that's just, you know, uh, and by the way, I, th I think you can, like whenever I am scrolling through, um, whenever I scroll through Clubhouse Rooms, you see the title of the room, and then you start by seeing the first moderator and so on down the list. And I absolutely see the profile pictures. So if you didn't see that, then maybe we have right. different it's Clubhouse pretty, versions. Pretty, but no, regardless, it's pretty, that's, small, it's a, it's a, pretty small. It was the title that brought me in. But anyway. Okay, okay. Uh, okay, it's a non-issue. The second thing is, what's the purpose? What if I had the picture of Donald Trump because I was teaching a, uh, a course on how he's evil and Christians cannot support Donald Trump? Then would you say it's bad that I have his picture? Similarly, his picture is not because I'm saying, you know, Donald Trump is great and only Christians can support Donald Trump. It is a completely irrelevant uh, picture compared to the topic of the room. It's a funny AI meme where he's shaking hands with George Washington. Uh, so anyways, um, if the offense level is so high that people can't get over that, um, yeah, I'm just sorry. Um, I, I'm, I don't think uh, I'm going to change at this point. Uh, like that's, that's my, I'm going to finish. Still... So hang on, Marcus, that's just my personality. That's me. That's who I am. People say, express yourself. This is me expressing myself, not in like a 300 pound drag person costume reading, uh, transgender books to children, but through funny memes. So that's just it. Like show up tomorrow and there'll probably be one with like, you know, the Pope holding a machine well, gun or show up I, another I, day I, and they'll be like, you know, Jesus riding a dinosaur. So, you know. Awesome. Uh, uh, and, and, I, and I will I will come tomorrow because I'm actually interested in Christianity and spirituality. Uh, at no point. Well, well if we can stop talking about politics, ask your question about Christianity. At no point did I say Donald Trump was evil, by the way. At no point did the word evil come out of my mouth. Okay, fine. I, I just went to the extreme. But yeah, I mean, you don't need to come back tomorrow. We can stay here now if you want to get away from this stupid meme and uh, ask something about Christianity. Happy to help. Nate, I do appreciate you changing your PTR to a photo of you with a very soft, uh, wonderful Christian-like image. Well, yeah, I mean, he wanted a picture of me, so I'm like, I don't know if this is going to any, do any better, but I mean, I know that's me. I'm in all my happiness. And by the way, Steph, if I ever have to get put into like a cage fight, I, I want you to be my stand-in. Like, that, that was oh, great. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, happy to do uh, that for you as long as it's verbal. I am kind of scrappy, though. Like, I'm small, but I, you know, I'm kind of quick. Aren't you, like, five foot four? Wow, I'm, I'm five foot I'm two. Am, am I the only one that's really surprised to hear this in 2023? Like, with everything that's been, you know, proven, I mean, the first impeachment turned out to be true, right? Hunter Biden was on the Burisma board and all that stuff. So the first indictment is, is bogus, right? This last indictment is also bogus. All the indictments, every all five, four of them, they all, all fake. Right. Well, this is the topic now. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I agree with you, Marcus. Like anyone that has their eyes open, like I think that's why, well, like, and, and, you know, and, people and, are coming out. Uh, well, it's like he's a, he's an archetype, right? Said, so even if you don't like, even if you don't like his personality yeah. or something, like he's taken that archetype 
So if it was a different person, maybe well, it would get even more people. But now, well, well to go off your point, Marcus, because you said something, I want to have a conversation about this with you. But to, to your point, like more and more stuff is coming out, how everything he said that people are like, he's crazy, he's fear-mongering, he's doing this, he's doing that. It's all proven true. Like factually, it is true. Like people have gone to jail, um, you know, because of like congressional testimonies and like perjury and stuff like over the last years because of things he said that it mis it, 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 uh, was dismissed. But now has been true. And like you see, like the amount of corruption in the FBI, Comey, Ray, like all these people, the, you know, bogus investigations, all these things that turned up nothing. And not only did it turn up nothing, but like, you know, Hillary, you know, peace be upon her. Uh, whenever she said, like, you know, he was at Russian collusion, like she actually paid a spy to fabricate Russian disinformation. So, I mean, all I mean, it's like I, I forget the the guy that said it was at Sung Tzu or you know, one of the, one of like military minds was like always accuse the other side of what you're doing. So it's not enough just to like falsely accuse them, but it's like the very thing you're doing, accuse them of that, like the very thing of which you are doing to like shift the spotlight. And we see that's happening now. So like, you know, all these like just BS indictments and all this other stuff, even people that are like, I met someone last night. Like I have a community where it's, it's a very big mixture um, of people and it's like a very international kind of mixture uh, where I am. And last night I met someone who we just started talking and I've known the guy for a while, but we never talked about politics. He's in real estate. Shout out Steph. He's in real estate and some other stuff. And last night, he's like, it was the first time like he's ever mentioned politics. He's like, hey, what do you think with all this, uh, you know, all this stuff going on? And, you know, the, uh, you know, I, I don't know what your political side is. I'm like, well, you know, I'm, I'm Republican on, on the registry so I can pick the primary. But I have like, like, I don't like them at all. Like, I can't stand the Republican Party. But the other side is infinitely worse. So, like, I, I'm like a man without an island. But if I have to pick someone who my values and my goals more align with, it would be the Republican Party, even though I cannot stand the Republican Party. Um, but at least this way in, in the state I live in, the state of Florida, you have to be registered with the party in order to participate in the primaries. So I'm like, well, this is like the ultimate of like pick the lesser of many evils, because I at least want to have a chance in, in picking in the primary, the person I think is least crappy. Um, anyway, so, so I told him that, and then he's just like, I can't even believe this. Like, I don't know what to do. He's like, I was like, uh, and he even said, he's like, I was like a raging liberal. He's like, I think that's how they describe my side. He's like, I was like a raging liberal. Like all I ever watch is like, you know, NBC and CBS and all this other stuff. And I'm, I'm just sitting there silent. And he's like, but I can't believe all this stuff. Like, he's like, I, I started like, you know, reading into this stuff and all the stuff that, you know, people were accusing each other. He's like, are they really like, like doing like drag time, story time for kids? And like, you know, pushing, like, why is it my side was pushing all this like, transgender stuff i'm like well do you want the short answer or the long answer and it led to a certain kind of discussion but i'm like and then he touched on the trump indictments and the dude does not like trump at all but he's like well i guess i'm i guess you have to call me a conservative because he's like i cannot be a liberal anymore he's like the stuff they're pushing the stuff they stand for he's like i don't know what to do i'm like welcome to half the world like there's so many people by the drove who are just like pinching their nose for anything about the Republican Party they don't like, you know, like me or like Trump or like, you know, the just, just all this like how it's basically a uni party, like half the Republican side or more may as well be the Democratic Party. Like none of these people are party. It's all like a uni party. And then it's the outliers. So anyways, all this like chaos in government, people are recognizing that. And they're like, well, it's really between like good and evil. So let's find let's not hear Democrat and Republican. Let's look at talking points through the lens of what is more good and what is more evil. Okay, pushing trans surgery and indoctrinating children with drag time, story time. I have a question, uh, mate. Uh, okay, 30 seconds, 30 questions. questions. 
Okay, okay, I hear okay. you. 30 seconds. Just, so just, what is just more very evil? Quickly, Hunter <laughs> Biden, and this is not the question, this is not the question, by the way. Hunter okay, well, Biden let me finish. Roy, Royfield. Wait, wait. Any Mary Royfield, I'm gonna finish. You made it known you wanted to speak. I know I've been talking for a while, so I think 30 seconds is a fair wrap-up to then address you. I think that's fair. So just hold on. So if people want to push all this LGBTPS stuff on kids and indoctrinate them with like graphical, sexual, exploitative books in school, is that good or is that evil? For the people that say that's evil, well, that's a conservative point. I guess you need to come to us. And so on and so on with fake indictments, imprisonment, you know, 700 years for rattling offense or whatever, stuff like that. So it's like, look at it through good and evil. Okay, Royfield, uh, that was about 30 seconds. You said something about Biden. Peace no, no, no. I, I just because you started by talking about Hunter Biden, and this is just five seconds on this. No American has ever uh, voted for Hunter Biden and put him into any uh, public office. He could be as corrupt as whatever, but actually, that that is not on Joe Biden. Anyway, here's a question for you. Except Joe Biden, one, because, yes, go ahead. Because you um, you mentioned evil, um, so here's a simple doctrinal question for you. What? is your perspective on the problem of evil and suffering in the world and does and how does your faith provide answers and comfort in this regard thank you for that dramatic shift and marcus i, I forgot I meant, I, I meant to have a conversation with you so just jump back in whenever you can i'm, I'm sorry I, I got on a big tangent there um and royfield yes true we've, we've never voted for hunter so what he does is irrelevant except the two-tier justice system how he's not persecuted or prosecuted for wait, any of the wait. stuff he's done for any of the stuff he's done and the part that reflects on joe biden is the payments the 10 percent for the big guy the pedo pete the pseudonyms no, all the no, stuff no. that you he was involved in hunter stuff but the, the problem of evil hang on marcus. hang on marcus i'm trying to i'm trying to go in chronological order so he asked that and then i remember to you so to, to the problem of evil uh, god created this world and gave adam and eve the first two humans with the soul one job and says don't eat of this tree they disobey they eat of this tree and the fall of the world like everything god gave them that was good and said be a good steward of this they disobeyed and they basically handed their stewardship straight over to the devil not in some dominion theory type way but i mean effectively that's what allowed for the fall of mankind to happen sin to enter the world and good things turned bad so god also says uh, you know and before this was always god plan god's plan so why I don't know. Be a Christian and meet him and ask him. But in Revelation, it says, talks about the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. So in some way, God wasn't like surprised when he's like, oh, no, the people did the one thing I told them not to do. I'm so shocked. We're, we know that God always knew this was going to happen. So whether it was like to let the kid touch the hot stove and learn by themselves or to take away their excuse so they can't say, well, God doesn't doesn't know what it's like or we could have done this better. Like maybe it was for any of these reasons. God's like, fine, try. Let's see. I know how it's going to play out let's teach you too um so who knows the exact reason but that's what happened and we're told that you know thousands of years later jesus showed up god in flesh and through his death burial resurrection everyone could be born again be back to a restored spiritual state like adam and eve like on god's good side so when we die in this world we will be in the abode in the in the heaven with god like wherever jesus is that's where we're going to live forever reunited with our creator as for the pro so that's why there's evil in this world and then it's just like job like bad things happen to good people good things happen to bad people so if the ultimate goal is to lessen evil in the world then i guess god did bad at his job but the ultimate goal is to make us realize we need a savior and we cannot save ourselves. 
So we need to repent and believe the gospel and be restored. And that's the ultimate goal. So I think, you know, God's doing a pretty good job in that regard. So it's like, what is the, what is the ends and do the means justify it? So yes, there is evil. Could God snap his fingers and, and force all evil to cease? I think so. Why doesn't he? Well, for all the reasons I've hypothesized. Um, but yeah, so there you go. Uh, Marcus, go ahead and speak, Marcus. Sorry to keep cutting you off. I'm trying to go chronologically. Marcus, did you have anything to say about the problem of evil or why God allows it? Well, I just wanted to point out, like, have you noticed no Americans ever talk about English politics or anything like that? But there's a whole bunch of English um, talking about American politics and Americans and how we vote and how we think and especially Donald Trump really, you know, crack them for some reason. Um, I don't know what he has to do with England, but they seem to be obsessed with him. The queen liked but him. Two, the, the whole Hunter Biden thing, this statement, we didn't vote for Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden doesn't get to do anything he does without his father, right? He even said that in an interview. Why'd you get that job? Maybe because my last name is Biden. So that statement, we didn't vote for Hunter Biden is ridiculous. The fact that he's doing what he's doing has everything, and this happened when when Joe Biden was vice president, not even president, right? So, I mean, if you're gonna talk about American politics, know what you're talking about, right? <laughs> and 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 you know, and check the temperature too, because you know that that wave of Trump is coming. Every indictment makes him bigger. There's so many people just opening their eyes because it's just further evidence and proof that is the system against them. And so, you know, I hope he likes my picture with Jesus, Trump, and uh, John Wayne. That's, that's probably really <laughs> rubbish. <rubbish-y. laughs> that there was we go. good. <laughs> right? um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't understand the obsession with English and our politics, but. Um, uh, all right, Steph, you drive the ship. <laughs> I tried. I think that they are slowly trying to take back over, uh, and we should be watchful of this. You know? Yeah, we got to throw yeah. a tea in the, in the river again. Uh, yeah, we drink coffee over here. Oh, there's Wiley Brits. Uh, uh, <laughs> just before I leave, I'll quickly just answer PCR, the, the Marcus's point. Is, is that you? Is, is that your face or no? No, that's my dad. It's my father. Oh, okay. it's my father about 45 years ago. Um, ju- just to answer the question, because it's, it's, it's a fair one to a degree. Why are so many people from around the world interested in American politics? Number one for me, because I spend six months. Uh, number one, number one, I do spend six months of my year living in the United States. I'm actually in Europe right now, uh, but I'm about to go back to the States um, on Friday. So I actually do spend a lot of my time there. And actually, uh, my visa, which I'm very lucky to have, from the American government on behalf of the American people gives me license to study American culture for six months of the year for 10 years. So that's the reason why I have an interest in in American politics and culture. And I think America is a fascinating country. Otherwise, I wouldn't spend so much time there. Uh, So that's that. The other and then the other question, which is just why the English 
have an interest. Um, I think it's because we share a common language. Uh, you have our language uh, and your culture is derived in large part from English, British culture. So we see many similarities. And for us, we're fascinated as to the differences because in many ways our cultures are so similar. So uh, that, that makes you a legitimate um, country to study and to be fascinated by. Then there is the global hegemony of American culture. I switch on a British TV. 50% of the time, if I'm watching a movie, it's going to be an American movie. We we like American movies, etc. American culture. We we wear blue jeans as to, as does the rest of the world. And then the other point is, if America is going to tout itself as being the leader of the free world, etc., etc. And in many ways, it is. I'm not I'm not against that. In many ways, it is right. Then I think you've got to you got to then it's obvious why the rest of the world is interested in your politics because you're kind of in everyone else's business and i don't mean that as a pejorative ah, right? jealousy, you know europe's jealousy, freedom, europe freedom yeah. since 1945 has been underpinned by american military might that's just a fact right so um so that those are some of the reasons why i have set put a message in the chat saying i will come back again to this room i will not talk about politics I, and i really do appreciate nate for spending the time to answer uh, my question it, it is a fundamentally um, a, a simple one but in the spirit of which it was given nate i really do appreciate that that you answered it i didn't come here to troll the room or to rile anybody up i appreciate that might have well been the effect and also i, I appreciate um what's Steph said, thinking that maybe I was some level of a troll. Um, I will come back again. I'm fascinated by American culture and spirituality. Thank you for giving me time on your stage, Nate. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks for being here. And yeah, I mean, you know, I, I do like talking about, uh, you know, heated issues and stuff that, you know, were is taboo or we're not supposed to talk about because, you know, I, I like to to talk about them in a way where people don't completely lose their minds, which, you know, I think I, I like to think <laughs> I usually do a fair job at. I mean, I can't speak for the rest of these devils, but um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I appreciate it. And as long as people can be civil and respectful, um, you know, the, the world is your oyster. Like, say whatever you want. Um, but yeah, whenever. Yeah. Anyway, so I appreciate it. So, yeah, jump back whenever you whenever you like. Um, service. What's up, service? And then, Marcus, we can get back to whatever what you were saying. If you remember where well, I took over, yeah, I forgot thing, what I was saying. Sorry. Another thing, though, I wanted to bring up, um, which we should have addressed. I hope, uh, I guess he's gone, though. But his whole message of the fire and brimstone and only the New Testament, what are you saying? Because we believe in Jesus, we throw away the Old Testament? Like, that needs to be addressed because this idea that we only read the New Testament and it's only about turning the other cheek and loving your enemies is, is ridiculous because the whole Bible is the Bible, right? The New Testament is nothing without the Old Testament. You know, it, it quotes and, 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 and hangs on the Old Testament. So, you know, trying to get rid of the Old Testament is, is, is incredibly problematic in understanding the totality of the Bible. And so people need to understand that whether you're a believer or non-believer, if you're going to understand the Bible, understand how, you know, you should look at look at it and you shouldn't look at it as old testament god and new testament god it's one god it's one book you know that 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 reference itself thousands and thousands of times hundreds of thousands of times and so the the, the whole bible is connected <clears throat> i mean they showed the cross reference of, of how many times 
um, words were specifically said to cross-reference another verse in the Bible. And it's like a hundred thousand times. You Did know? I miss this something? Who's trying to discredit the full Bible? I thought we oh, were talking about the full story. Oh, you, you came in late. Well, no, it was, yeah, it was the guy that it came in. And unfortunately, and... <laughs> I wish he could have heard what Marcus is saying right now, but unfortunately, <laughs> um, that's not the case. But yeah, and I don't, I don't even know if, if he, his agenda was to discredit it. I think he was, I don't know, taking him, Abba says he's a good faith actor, like, you know, taking him at his words. I mean, if his mom's a reader in the Church of England, I mean, the chances that, you know, he, he legitimately has a, firm foundation on, on the Bible or the gospel is tenuous. Um, so, you know, taking him at his word, like there does seem to be a difference in like heads rolling in the old Testament versus, you know, the more loving type Jesus in the new Testament. Um, and, and that would have been a great answer for him, Marcus. I mean, that's kind of where we're going, but we got sidetracked somewhere between there. And I think I tried to ask Chris about it, but he was secretly laughing and, and uh, reveling in, in this guy, like his hate on Trump um, at my expense. So that's probably why Chris didn't answer. It's probably still laughing. I was just, you know, I was enjoying you getting trolled. You agree with Marcus, Chris? I agree with Marcus. Yeah. Oh, and a read, all a reader is, is yeah, Abba's right. So in the Episcopalian and Anglican tradition is they would just get up and they, they do a reading of the scripture, sometimes a short homily. Is that like a, a, a credential for, like, do they have to be particularly educated in scripture? To yeah, do there's that? a credential for it. You have to be appointed oh. in the Church of England. Oh, okay. Well, I'm... I think that's what, I, I think that's what the, the woman, uh, Catherine or whatever, like a couple weeks ago, we talked to who was, <laughs> who was trying to find a Bible believing church. And I think being a reader was one of the things she was considering. And, and then we, you know, we were trying to like, navigate gently the conversation to well if you find yourself as a reader perhaps maybe you should find a different church <laughs> uh, remember that chris uh-huh yeah good times uh yeah service what were you saying a minute ago and marcus it's good to see you. it's been a while thank you nate um that guy fired me up but you know i you know i I say, you know, first impressions, whatever. I'll give him a second chance, and I, I like to talk to him again. But yeah, he just, I, I, I just can't believe people still think like that. You know, after all that's been revealed, and and I don't know, maybe it's all the stuff I know. I mean, you know, Trump, um, he bailed out these 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 churchgoers that were that were locked up and fined um, for going to church during the lockdown. And so, Trump has done so much, you know for so many people it's just well, it's really just strange can't... to hear that to hear to hear him i thought i, was, I, I thought this was the old um, i thought i was listening to a rewind from well i mean he, 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 he kind of reminds me of like roy <laughs> right how I, I mean there's some similarities right like you know i don't think anyone would say roy is evil up here i mean you know, there's lots of people that would have that same kind of thing for trump and be like you know, he's, he's obnoxious, he's rude, he overtalks, he blah, 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 he whatever, whatever, like, you know, not very kind terms. And they would apply that to, to Roy a lot, um, which I, I don't, I like Roy. I mean, I know he could be that way to other people, but, you know, we get along. Um, but they would say that about Roy, but then someone's like, well, okay, well, it, do you think Roy's mean? Do you think Roy hates you? And like, well, well, no, I think he's a good guy. Like, he seems like a good guy. But, you know, if you, if you start talking about a subject that he's adamant about, you know, he's going to interrupt you. He's going to mute you if he has that ability. He's going to steamroll over you. It's his way or the highway. Like he, he's not going to budge. 
but do you think he's a good guy? Well, yeah. But then, you know, other people, um, you know, won't. That, that's kind of how I see Trump, like to a point where if you're being reasonable, yeah, he's loud, he's obnoxious, you know, he can like, you know, be, be rude. And I mean, isn't that what New Yorkers are, Marcus? <laughs> um, anyways, just kidding, just kidding. But I mean, he is that personality. But then it's like, if you look past the facade, it's like, well, look, here's a guy that doesn't seem evil. It seems like he likes his country. It seems like he's been saying the same talking points for longer than I've been alive. So, I mean, you know, he, he planted his flag, as Roy would say, and he stuck to it. So the same stuff he's saying is the same stuff he's still saying. So it's like, well, no matter, you know, what kind of bravado or what kind of, you know, personal characteristics you don't like about him, like if you like these points, then great. That's an alignment with you. If that's what you want to see done, then hold your nose and vote for those issues. Like if Biden, I mean, you know, if we didn't have all the criminal history and all the, just the corruption, but I mean, if there's like, you know, Biden, who's like, I can't even use it as an example. If there's a traditional, like classically liberal politician who I've been on the other side uh, of every issue, like, like I, I don't know if Chuck Schumer, I don't think there's a lot of proven illegal activity against him. So we'll just say him like Chuck Schumer cannot stand the guy. I, I can't even stand him. But if tomorrow he's like, and, and uh, you know, I believe him if this is predicated on sincerity. If tomorrow, and then like we had a track record of him for the next six months, him fighting people and switching sides. And he's like, you know what? I've realized this is wrong. The Democratic Party has left me. I, I don't stand for these values. I don't stand for these issues. I stand for, you know, fiscal conservative, uh, you know, national sovereignty, security, defense, blah, 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 liberty, religious freedom. And he started taking all the talking points that currently Trump, Trump is on. Um, then, and then, you know, if Trump wasn't a factor, if he was like retired, he's like, peace, I'm out. Well, then I would start being like, okay, well, Chuck Schumer looks pretty good. Like, I don't like his personality. I can't stand his history. But look at the points that if I vote for him, he's going to push these points. So it's like for me, and I think reasonable people, it doesn't matter who the person is. It's what do you want? And if they're giving you, if they're the one most aligned with giving you what you want, then I'll hold my nose and vote for Chuck Schumer. Um, if someone wants a clip, clip that one. You'll never hear me say that twice. But anyway, so it's, I, I don't know. And I think that's what a lot of people are saying. They're like, well, look, once I, anyways, that's enough, Marcus. <laughs> I dug myself a hole. You dig yourself one. Or not. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm just going to let you roast out there. It's fine. I mean, it's not, I, I don't know. Can you concisely explain that in a way that I ramble about? I mean, if, if someone's like going to give you what you want, vote for that person. It's like, you know, um, I don't know. If the, the devil himself, I, I have a problem using too, too big of analogies, but if the devil himself like came in this room, it's like, hey guys, you want to hear the gospel of Jesus? <laughs> and they're, you know, they said something completely bad, completely wrong. I'd be like, oh no, sorry, devil. Uh, you know, you're lying. But if the devil's like, you know, said the, the talking points that is the gospel and it's like, that's the gospel of Jesus. <laughs> that's how he says you can have eternal life. I'd be like, you sound like Waluigi. Like who? Waluigi, um, the evil Luigi. Wario. I mean, but I mean, if the devil himself gave a proper explanation of the gospel, then I'd be like, okay, well, you know, that time the devil was telling the truth. You know, good job, devil. You told everyone the gospel. So if people believe that gospel the devil just said, I mean, you know, against his own best interests. That can get you saved. Congratulations, guys. 
Um, I don't know. I, I All analogies break down, but man, that one was tortured from the start. You get oh, what I'm man. saying, though, right? No, like if, you're Chris, if Chris ran as a Pentecostal charismatic preacher and took over the River Church, um, I'll be like, wow, Chris, well, you changed a little bit, but. Oh, oh, you don't think I could do that? I could totally do that. It'd have to be. It's all predicated on sincerity, though. Like oh, you would have to actually be sincere because I've got yes, the old timey, yes. I've got the old timey preacher voice that I can totally bust out at any time. Well, well, this is predicated on sincerity, but yes, go ahead and bust out that voice for us real quick. I mean, I don't really do it on command. Come on, Chris, I'm think of the just raccoon. Just messing right? with you. It, it's loud though. I don't. My whole family's in the house, so <laughs> they'll think someone's getting saved. Hello, my brothers and my sisters. Today on our broadcast, we are going to have some special guests. We've got Stephanie. Stephanie has been to heaven 13 times. 13 times, brothers and sisters. She is going to bless you with her travels to the great beyond and back. Now, we also have Brother Nate. Brother Nate's in the house. Brother Nate is a Bible scholar. Bible scholar. That's right. Brother Nate is going to just titillate you with tales of the scripture. And I hope that you will join us for Brother Marcus, one of our great musicians in the faith. See, I can do it. I don't know if we can be friends anymore. Why, why, why does that, why does that, it was the 13th time specific or? Yes, it was. Is that, that a hidden uh, Easter egg there? 13th time to heaven. Steph, tell us about your uh, spiritual travels. I am currently locked out of my house by this situation in my PTR. <laughs> I can't open the door. Who's that, the boy? The child is blocking you from entrance. Wait, is he blocking it or did he like legit lock the door? No, the door's not locked. I'm going to run her over. She's like, no, we don't need any mommy in this house. That's your daughter's stuff? Yeah. That is a daddy's girl Locking right there. The yeah, I was gonna say. That's man. a that's a that's a daddy's girl protecting daddy. Yes. She's well. She ain't gonna like stuff. She's gonna be a tough cookie, right? Daddy's been at the grocery store. Okay, I got in by very, very, very slowly inching the door backwards, but I was stuck out there for that entire conversation. Well, now you have to regale us with tales of you going to heaven. You can just um, uh, Google. Fourteen times. That was fourteen times. Yeah, you can Google Cat Kerr, <laughs> yeah, and you, she's got just, some really good ones. Can you just take another tr refresher course? Just go to heaven real quick and come back so you can tell us about it all fresh. Yeah, sure. Let me just make sure that my AFib machine is all set up and ready to go. And uh, how do people? You know, like, no, 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 no. Cat Kerr is just caught up in the spirit. She doesn't have to actually die. Oh, she goes to heaven so, like, just by like being caught up in the spirit. Yeah, and she's been 186 times. What? Does she have a so you got to catch up. Like she keeps a little like every time this happens to her, is she like in the grocery store and then it happens and she pulls out her tally on her phone or something. Yeah, well, not just the tally. She writes it all down and then it goes on Sid Roth. It's supernatural, and she regales us with tales of 40 foot Sasquatches and um, the garden where aborted children are grown up and they frolic in the grass. Hey, is, is there real quick, I have reference. Yeah, Marcus. I, I'm sorry to change the subject, but have you guys heard about Burning Man? 
Yeah, yeah, the great flood. Dude, and did you hear that they that they 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 offered a sacrifice? There was a sacrifice, and before or after the flood? I think before, and somebody's saying that that's judgment because no, that 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 every year they have a giant art piece that is built out of wood, the Wicker Man, yeah, the the Burning Man, light it on fire. That's literally what Burning Man means. Okay, it is an art festival as well as a music festival. Come on, yeah, but. I mean, I'm not well, saying I mean, I, I'm going. I I'm just saying, like, I know people who have worked on art projects at Burning Man. Like, some of my what? friends have worked on art projects. Well, yeah, like, if it's, if, it, if it's like, you know, you guys build a weird art statue. I mean, you know, people can do things and not know. Like, I, I totally believe, like, you know, like, some, I, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not familiar with, the or, like, origins, origins of Burning Man. Like, for example, um, there are other things like that. Uh, but, but Burning Man, I don't know. But... So, for example, if, um, I don't know, there would be, like, some occult thing, right, or some occultist group, and, the, like, throughout history, and they'd be like, okay, we need to do these sacrifices, or this is a traditional place where sacrifices were made, like, to theistic, like, Satan or occult or something like that, and then they're like, how do we keep this going? And it's like, you know, let's, let's bring in an event. Let's do this, like, blah, 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 blah. So, so the point is, which I can totally see Marcus's point, and I think, you know, we, we see groups that have done that through history, like, you know, they'll find a, a, what they think is a ley line or some weird thing like that, and or they'll, like, spill the blood of the innocent, but then it's like, it's almost like every, every movie that starts out that way, right? There's, like, Aztec sacrifice, and then a temple was built, right? So, like, a thousand years later, everyone thinks they're just going on a field trip to see, like, a nice little temple, and then at the end of it, you know, it, it's like, oh, it requires a drop of blood. And the person's just like, oh, innocently. Okay, why? This is fun. This is just what we all do. It's part of the, part of the experience. And then it, like, awakens the great demon. So if, if that's what you're saying, Marcus, like, I can totally see a bunch of brain-dead, drug-addled artists who are, you know, doing this Wicker Man thing, um, not knowing that this is carrying on the long legacy of, like, you know, human sacrifice. And this is like a stand-in for it, like a scapegoat type thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I totally think there's stuff like that. Wait, like, how is no, Bob here, a... Nate? Because Bob, Bob is one of the main speakers at Burning Man. Yeah, Bob is one of the main speakers at Burning Man. How did you get out of the desert, Bob? Uh, it flooded. I, I floated out. <laughs> okay, there you go. You heard it here but, first. Yeah, so to Marcus's point, Marcus, is that what you're saying? Because I, I can get behind that to, to a pretty good degree. Like, you know, if they're, if they're lighting this up, like, it's art, it's art. It's like, you know, the, the people who, like, originated it are like, it's continuing our symbolic sacrifice. <laughs> and they're like, it's art. I well, it. It, maybe because um, I've, I've been doing that Jordan Peterson um, uh, Exodus um, series study. And one thing that came out to me is that, you know, when Moses goes to Pharaoh and says, you know, let my people go so that they can offer a sacrifice to God in the in the woods that's what that's what he's asking for he's, it, it, that's the complete you know the completed sentence let my people go so that they can you know offer a sacrifice so i'm just saying that a lot of these things and we know this now and 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 really uh the the music and the movie industry has really shown its colors with all this demonic symbolisms and um even the way um they shut things down and 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 the hard things like, you know, these, um, like the Sound of Freedom, you know, that Fox and Disney, basically Disney, because Disney owns Fox now, um, own that movie. They, they Do had they that really? Movie from, yeah, from like 2017. Oh. So they could have they 
produced this and made this movie, you know, at least seven, you know, five years ago, and they shelved it. And and then you know the 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 really creepy ironic thing is this is Disney. This movie's about children, and and then we all know the the creepy Disney and you know and and children connection, right? You know that Disney World has like um or Disneyland, I don't know which one has like an underground uh, tunnel and system. We're gonna need stuff. you to go with a hidden camera and James O'Keefe that for us. Yeah, no man, but um. Yeah, and, 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 and you can have people work. Um, uh, the, matter of fact, that's the way most uh, governments and, and, and entities work, is that they have several different people working on projects, not knowing what they're doing. And, you know, and so, you know, you're working on this and you're working on that. And all of you are working for me to, you know, offer the sacrifice to this guy, but you don't know it, you know? So, oh, I t- yeah, I, I think I mean, that's useful that, idiots that is the term. Is. Yeah, Woodstock, all that stuff is, is it's a lot of you, when you look at it, you just look, it, it's pagan religion, uh, people in, in, in the mud, out, you know, in the field, doing all sorts of well, you, you read the, the Old Testament, you see what they were doing when they, yeah, you know, yeah, and, and it's like it's the same yeah, thing, you, you, even though, and, yeah. 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 Even though people may not be getting like sacrificed like anymore, except I guess the one guy that died. Now, I don't know. Um, I mean, even though there may not be like blood sacrifices taking place, like who's going to call that a Christ-like holy experience? Probably not many people. So it's like you know, line up, line up the behaviors you see at a lot of these events um, with what goes on versus uh, you know, compare that with like you know the Old Testament and you know who's worshiping Baal this week or whatever. Like line up the behaviors you see at these events with the events of the things that usually heads rolled for in the Bible, and then think, okay, well, is that more affiliated to people who would like, you know, read their Bible and go to church? Or is that more like the behaviors of, you know, debaucherous people, like in sex orgies, you know, playing with like, you know, sorcery stuff and demons and all kinds of like weird medicine? Even when you read about like what was happening to them, right? They're saying, look, um, there's no toilets. Um, you're not gonna get, no, nothing. nothing's gonna come to you for two weeks. Um, there's like a flood or something. They're trapped there. It, it's like, you know, lambs to the slaughter, man. It, it's really, you know, talk about sacrifice. All those people are, are just, you know what I mean? Sheeps to the slaughter. It, they, they, I mean, how many, I think two people died already. Um, that, that's what's being reported. I mean, God knows. I mean, we know what happened in Woodstock was, you know, just the tip of the iceberg with the stories of rape and, and, and all sorts of, you know, crazy things happening. So you could just imagine. So yeah, this is a, a, a sacrifice. These people are sacrificing their health, their lives, um, their morals, everything, you know? And the ironic thing is that they pay for it. You know, they pay thousands of dollars to go and just be stranded with, with no water and toilets and just oh i can't imagine the story identical to my experience at art school if you've never been to art school that's exactly what it's like just 